Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. You listen to Work It Like a Job. Joining me today, Mr. Big Sexy and Saxer. How are you? Ah, oh, man, I'm doing well. Long week, but then I have a whole three days to goof off. I like that. Nice, nice. Also joining us, Mr. Amp Poo. Sir, how are you? I'm doing lovely. It's a beautiful Saturday, and I'm going to relax. All right. I think we got some music playing or something. Oh, shit, that was me. There you go. Thank you. Uh, man, so where should we begin? Well, it's it's October. Uh, this year is, seem, to me seems to be flying by. And uh, my phone, my bad. But yeah, time is time is moving. Uh, man, I had one of those one of those days where you just kind of, as a parent, you saw things flash, and you just like, uh, uh, makes you sort of stop, take stock of stuff. Uh, just real quick, man, I was uh, at a uh, I can't even talk. <laughs> it was a field trip. It was the first field trip, kindergarten, and it was to a farm. And I just I Wait, like, hold on, hold on. I don't mean the cloud. Did you really say kindergarten? <laughs> yeah, I don't know any way to say it. Oh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what I meant. But uh, so yeah, we're we're at the kindergarten. Uh, you field trip. Yeah, you know, double down. <laughs> and uh, so he's at the farm, and and I decided I was you know I, I went on the field trip. It's Gracie in your class, and we get to the place. You know, I rode in the school bus with the kids. I hadn't been in a school bus probably since high school. <laughs> uh, so I was just like, wow, this is crazy. And being in a school bus with kindergartners, they are so excited over every turn. You know, whoa! they have just such a excitement for life that I almost sort of forgot about. But so that was fun into itself. Uh, and we get there. It was cool. It was way out in the sticks get to the farm and we hadn't been this was like around nine o'clock in the morning we hadn't been there maybe 10 minutes you know we got through the introduction part and there's sort of a free free roaming play section before they'd start a tour so the kids started playing and i'm you know checking it out watching gracie and her friends and just seeing her interact and stuff and uh i noticed there was like a little play set i don't know what you call it but it has a slide and it can climb up and all that kind of stuff and Gracie loves those types of things. So she's going over there with one of the little girls in the class. And I'm watching them climb up to get to the top. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me walk to the other side so I can see them from the other angle. Because they're going, I, I would assume there's a slide on the other side. But as I'm walking toward it, and I hear another parent say, oh, I think she failed or something. And then I see Gracie kind of come walking around. And she started crying. I was like, I was like, oh, Gracie fell, you know, because I couldn't see it from where I was standing. And I go to pick her up, man. And I could tell she's hurt. She's crying. I figured maybe she fell, scraped her leg or whatever, you know, stuff like that happens. But she like, I pick her up and she almost kind of like just, uh, I'll describe it. She didn't faint, but it just felt like she just was like, Ugh, you know, like, like she wanted to pass out. That's when my mom's like, whoa, what the hell? You know? And I'm like, are you all right? Like, what's going on? And she's just crying and she just puts her head down. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't know what, you know, I'm tripping. So I end up like I grabbing her 
and I'm trying to look for a place to sit down. And so I, I see a little uh, bench thing. And I'm kind of walking to that direction. I'm holding her. And I'm like, are you okay? She just kind of started crying. And she's like, oh, it hurts. And I'm like, okay, where is it hurt? And so I'm sitting down looking. And she kind of just like, you know, is like kind of whimpering, kind of crying. And I've seen her do that kind of stuff. So I was like, well, let's see what's going on. Let's, I know it hurts. Let's sit back. And so for a minute, she seems kind of cool. And then they uh, move on to the next part of where they're going to take the kids. It's like this cornfield thing they can run in. And she didn't want to walk over there. So I picked her up, walked over. And we're looking at it and all the other kids get in. I'm like, you sure you don't want to get in? You don't feel it? She's like, okay. She gets in. And she does take her shoes off and gets in there. But I could see, like, she's not having fun. Because normally she's all over the place. And I'm like, okay, come on. You don't. Let's just take her out. So I take her out, put her shoes on. And at this point, I'm like, oh, I asked one of the staff, do you have a nurse here? She's like, no, we, we don't. And I'm like, okay, let me get the teacher. So basically, you know, I'm just wrap it up. Um, I told them, hey, man, and I didn't drive there. I said, hey, you got to take me back to my car. You know, we got to go. So they take us, take us back to the car and, uh, from there, I just take her home and kind of assess her a little bit. But we ended up taking her to the ER because I just wanted to get her checked out, me and her mom. And at the end of the day, all the testing and stuff, nothing, there's nothing serious, nothing was wrong. Uh, you know, she, and she's, she was getting kind of better as the day was going. But it was just like, man, it shook the shit out of me like to see, see your child and you're almost kind of like hopeless or helplessness kind of, and you're, and I'm way out somewhere else. and I don't have my vehicle. So I, I, you know, some of the control is gone. I'm like, and I don't know these people. And it was just like, ah, man, it was such a day, but she is totally this morning. She's back to her super active self and everything was good, but it was just a moment. It was like that, you know, that whole day was just stressed out, man. So it feels good to be, feel better. We on the mic and moving forward but i wanted to say what that was a lot of people was hitting me up on the sides and we're fine thank you but uh yeah it was a rough day <laughs> I, I love how you said you went up to the people like yo y'all gotta take me to my car like, oh that's a, that's bossing up right there man it i and at the see the thing is i've had time to reflect on it and calm down i was mad as y'all you know, was pissed off because i was like well where's the so this, what happened? How are you going to have this? And you know what I mean? I was, I wanted to ask these questions. I, and it was the principal who drove the school bus. And as we were driving back, I said, do you guys have a nurse at the school? He was like, no. Wah, 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 wah. I was like, man, I was yeah, get me to go ahead and get me to my car. So before, you know, this thing gets out of control. Cause I, you know, and, and again, I'm not placing blame or anything at the moment, but it was just, it was one of them days, man. It was just like, and as I, as I'm saying, if you were the lone parent and you're way out there somewhere else, especially if you're talking to my father's out there and you see your little girl going through it, that's one of the worst feelings, man. Like, and it was so interesting because I was there and one of the, it was a, I thought it was another parent, but it was a grandmother of one of the children. And she had walked up to me and she's like, Oh, what's your, What's your name? You know, she's introducing herself. And she's like, oh, it's so good to see the fathers here. You know, to see a father here. 
I was like, oh, of course, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was like right after that when somebody said, oh, I think she fell. I was like, God, man. So what did she fall off of? And do you know how high it was? It, it was, uh, again, I did talk to a teacher who did see it. And, and it was, this was a brother, as a matter of fact. And he was like, yeah, she kind of like fell off the side of the slide. And I'm assuming like she was kind of going down. And I'm not sure, you know, I, I couldn't see if she's standing up or what happened or if it was slippery. This was early in the morning, like maybe 9, 15 a.m. And we we're like in high in the mountain kind of thing. So there was a lot of fog and damp. Um, so, you know, I assume she fell on her stomach or something. You know, at the time, I didn't know if it was like a broken rib at the worst or, you know, what I mean, like it's just you don't know. And. I've heard many of stories where people kind of waited too long to to take their kids somewhere or something to get them checked yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, and I, luckily I live literally a block away from the hospital. So we just went right over there, but ah, yeah, man, <laughs> we got to watch our kids best we can and, you know, deal with these situations that can't happen, man. It's just a part of being a parent. Yeah. She can have, I remember I remember my son hit his head one day, busted his head open in the front of his head. <laughs> we had to take him to the hospital. Man, I was like, ugh. And I think it happened at school, as a matter of fact. So, but I just remember getting that phone call and like, ugh. It's, 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 all my parents know, ain't nothing like, <laughs> I can laugh at it now, but there's nothing like the feeling of thinking something bad is happening with your child. That is the worst, man. Whew. That's why I, anytime I hear about these stories with kids, things that happen, I just can't, I cannot imagine if that was my child. Like, I, It'd be over, man. That'd take me out, too. But anyway, <laughs> we're in a better place today. Everything was fine. I feel like I'm bringing, bringing it down. want to bring it up. So let's, let's get into some topics, man. And I didn't want to start with this, but I'm kind of in the mood. I think we should just start. I want to talk about some prints first off. Exactly. Uh, diamonds and pearls, as a matter of fact. If I gave you diamonds and pearls. Yes. So this album was released, and I'm because I'm seeing all this stuff online. I'm like, oh, what is it? Is it been? Is it 25 years or 30? 30 years. Excuse me. 30 years since the release of this. Uh, April 1st, 1991. Diamonds and pearls, Prince, and this was the new, the new power generation. Mm -hmm. Their debut with the title on the record. It was uh, Prince's thirteenth album at the time, and uh, I I remember, I remember a lot about this when it came out, and just the time of when this came out. I remember uh, this. It was, a, I mean, yeah, he was really pushing hard, but just wanted to have a conversation about, man, this album and just this time in general, what we remember, what we like and all that good stuff. Um, and I want to start with uh, Big Sexy just to say, what um, do you, rem- what do you remember about the time leading up to this album? Oh man, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was a college senior um, the Get Off video had come out first and the song had come out and it was like a return to greatness. You know, a lot of people were still 
digesting the whole graffiti bridge thing and we're like, uh, I don't know. And then he had a whole new look. He had that typhoon do mm. the big bouffant hair up on top and a new band. And then the album comes out and looking at it hindsight, it was clearly, uh, and I hate to say a comeback because I'm not going to call it a comeback. He's been there for years. But the thing is, it from a commercial standpoint, it put him right back in the mix. You know, it, it had several singles off of it. He started to integrate uh, the Game Boys more in it. It was a whole new vibe, had new people. You know, you look at the band, you're like, who's this guy in a 24-piece bucket of chicken hat? <laughs> and who's, who's the white guy with all the damn hair? Who are these cats? And <clears throat> it, it was great. I remember being up late at night and seeing and catching his performance at the Special Olympics. Yes. And it was just a great album. It had good, good press all around it. Uh, I'm sure it toured, but I don't recall it coming here because I didn't see that tour. Damn yeah, it. I don't think it, it, it. I don't think it. Yeah, it didn't hit the states. Well, he, didn't he play it in a, in a, a Radio done, City Music Hall? He might have done some one-off shows. Yeah, that there was yeah. a tour. Yeah, you know, he didn't tour behind that. it. Oh, I was not pleased. You know, and then, and he introduced us to Rosie Gaines, and she did her thing. I'm like, this is this is great. It was a magnificent album. The only negative I have about it is that's the album that sparked the deal that ended up with him leaving Warner Brothers. Mm. But that's a whole other <laughs> mm. you know situation. But it's, it was a great album, and, and just. Again, the look, because when I saw the, all right, it's us, I'll say it, I'll say it. When I saw the Cream video first, the extended version, and he's walking through the airport doing his thing, and you see this, like, this this hot woman, and she's all decked out with her man at the train station, and he's all, why are you dressed like this? Well, Prince likes it, likes it. And he's like, Prince? Those prints, and you cut the prints walking through the, through the train station with diamond and pearl, not saying a word. I'm like, that's the coolest man on the planet, right there. <laughs> I love that video. It's funny now that you mentioned that video, and I remember about that. There's a lot of there's a, there's I'm seeing now thinking about it, there's a lot of things that that's saying when you know the kind of man that she was with. Oh, he, he looked like he was connected. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And how Prince is like, and I'm saying that now, which makes me think of this. I'm, we're, we're weaving today. I'm sorry. I was just watching the Sopranos yes. movie. Yes. Thing. I did catch there, that yesterday. There, there was a scene in there. I, I must say, it was very confusing to me. There was too many characters. I didn't know what was going on. But uh, I mean, one of the characters, his woman, uh, they were... He had just bought her a, a beauty salon and all this, you know. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and she told him that, you know, she had cheated on him with a black dude. And his, I'm not going to spoil it, but his reaction to that, I was just like, whoa. But I was like, I, so it made me, as you were talking about this Diamonds and Pearls, it, it makes me flash back to that because that type of a guy and you saying, Oh, you're dating a black guy? You know, the, you see how he took it and why? 
there's, I, 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 I could be just reaching, but I can kind of see why would they have a kind of you assume he's a mobbed up sort of character in this video. And, and it's Prince. You know, he's the black rock star. The guy, the girl, you know, all the girls love him. And the guy's reaction, like, oh, that mother, who's that? That moving yawn? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I can kind of get, I, I'm reading that into it. But anyway, I'm running. Diamonds Pearls, I'm going to go to Ampoo. But just to go back to you, just in terms of like, you know, that going into the album, I was right there with you with the uh, staying up late at night, watching that performance of the Special Olympics. Was that... I guess it was the actual presentation of the Special Olympics. I don't know why they played it so late at night. Exactly. But you I don't know knew, why it was on like midnight. Yeah, yeah. It was, but you knew Prince was going to be on there. So, oh, I'm watching it. And I remember like, okay, it's time for Prince. And he did uh, Baby, I'm a Star mm-hmm. and Diamonds mm-hmm. and Pearls. And this was before Diamonds and Pearls was released as a single. Yes. And before the album came out. So just hearing this new song. And I remember off the bat like, this song, I like this song is good. This is not what I would expect. It's like a ballad, power ballad type thing. I was like, whoa. I, I thought he was just going, you know, the standard, you know, Prince song and dance. But he came with some, and he came with a different vibe and blew it out the water. In my opinion, you know, the guitar yes. solo at the end. I was like, my God. And like you said, it was a whole new band. So it was. The first time for me after that, I remember actually seeing them all play together and, and his new look and stuff. I was like, wow. You know, so I was just so like, wow, there's a lot of wowness going on at the same time. And I just remember being blown away. I will say this. I was listening to the album last night. I was listening to Diamonds and Pearls. To me, Diamonds and Pearls is a refined and greater, better style style of the song graffiti bridge uh it's the same type of vibe to me you, i can almost hear them singing that in diamonds and you know and then diamonds and pro they're very similar actually if just graffiti bridges has too much going on and the, the sugar coating of corniness is so thick that you kind of <laughs> takes it, it takes you away from actually what's underneath that, which is to me a great Prince song, but it's this type of a Prince, you know, in Diamonds and Pearls, that same kind of, it, it's, uh, it, you know, it's also, I would say use Diamonds and Pearls, uh, Arms of Orion, yeah. and then they cultivate or cultivate or whatever into Diamonds and Pearls. Like that become that's what it, the best, that, that was the, it took all those songs to get to this where it doesn't come off corny, it's soulful. I think when you have Rosie Gaines' vocal on there, it just takes it to a whole different vibe. Um, we can't. We also got to remember too uh, the uh, there was a lot of TV performances for this. The uh, MTV Awards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where they did Get Off, the Get Off. Oh, that, yeah. that was iconic. I believe that happened after this. The Arsenio Hall performance when he when he took over the show. That over was the, yeah, that was, was amazing, and that was special because you like okay, they're not gonna just have Prince on to do the a performance. He's playing the whole show. Like he's gonna get a concert. Over. Yes. <laughs> I remember I was so hyped for that. Like I can't. I was like, and then when he first starts, was it? Uh, 
Daddy Pop, right? I think Daddy. I was just like, what is this? Like, it was just all new, man. It was just a different Prince. And it was dope. I was just like, yeah. The whole, and he did Kiss. Ah, that was, that shit was tight as hell. And Cream. Yep. And that was before, yeah, the album had not came out yet. And so that was the first time we heard Cream, uh, even before the single had came out. And I was blown away. I was like, oh, man, I was like, this dude is, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> He's letting us know that he stole that guy. Yeah, yeah. And just like, uh, it, was, it was ridiculous. And Pooh. Diamonds yes, and Pearls. What's your thoughts on this album, sir? Well, for me, I, again, I'm a little younger than you guys, so I was 14 at the time when this Damn. dropped out. <laughs> uh, I was in the ninth grade, so <laughs> my uh, context for all of this was through the lens of someone that was trying to figure out puberty, so, mm. you know, I, I, I just knew Diamond and Pearl absolutely looked good. Uh, and uh, the cream video with all the, the chicas, I was like, oh, boy, I don't like Nintendo no more. <laughs> 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 I'm delivered. But yeah, uh, for me, I remember after Graffiti Bridge, I liked a lot of those songs. And then, you know, because I, again, since I'm younger, I'm not really fully understanding the music industry and what's going on as far as these new albums. I just had no, again, I had no understanding that Prince was putting out a new album every year. I just thought he was on his Michael Jackson and um, he had like seven, eight singles mm -hmm. from one album. So I'm like, so we had Graffiti Bridge and then Get Off Come. I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't on here. And I'm like, God damn, another album? And my mom went out and bought the Get Off Maxi single, which to me is still mm. the greatest single release ever. And I'm not talking about Prince. I'm talking about all genres, all of music. To me, the greatest single release ever. There were so many um, remixes of Get Off. And then he had Violet the Organ Grinder. Then he that had was the Futuremento. <laughs> then Gangsta Glam, which, that you know, hot. we kind of, you know, glam. have... You know, we, we kind of poke fun at Tony M at times, but he was flowing on that one. I will give him props on that. Uh, but yeah, when uh, I when the MTV Music Award came out and we saw the whole uh, spectacle, and then he turned around and you just like, oh, this motherfucker! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then the first thing that came to mind was like, wait a minute, didn't his mans all pile up? I was like, wow, you going for some other stuff. Okay. But just overall, I really didn't appreciate, you know, the albums past the hits. And then um, when I actually went into the album and heard Live for Love, which I thought was a really dope song, Thunder, Daddy Pop, I was like, okay, he got some really good cuts on it. This is definitely uh, a return to form, a return to mainstream. I wouldn't say black radio and R&B, but to mainstream because he had the new look. He had the hip hop influence in, which you could clearly see. And he already, at, at the VMAs, he was like, fuck what Madonna's doing. Fuck what MJ was doing. Look at what I did. I, I'll never forget that when the performance was over, Arsenio Hall said, like, man, he just left with all these people up here got gold ladies just standing around. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, 
<laughs> he's like gone somewhere. <laughs> I would love to know what that was about. But yeah, it was definitely a dope album and even and even better releases. Yes. Um G- Gangster Glam was in my head now. Gangster, Gangster Glam, Glam is dope as fuck. Too. That's the jam. <laughs> I, I remember that. And I'm glad you brought up the whole get off thing. That was also a VHS released yes. on video. And it was, at least to me, was the first sort of long form, you know, video movie type deal project. Or at least a major artist were one. Every remix had a video. I don't know who came up with that. Prince came up with that. Was genius, man. Well, he but he had two though. He had the, the get off, you know, long form, and he had the diamonds and pearls video collection that had mm-hmm. call the law on it. Yeah, I'm like, that's what's up. Yeah, they was hot, man. Like that's what I'm Getting saying. Busy, y'all. <laughs> the Prince and the MPG and New Power Generation, and uh, yeah, with Tony and all those, that shit yep. was hot, man. Like and it only lasted one album. Damn it, damn. it was two albums, right? <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I mean, it's that lineup because you know, remember next Rosie was gone. The next album, yeah, she was gone on the summer uh, album. That's true. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, man, they they were the shit, man. And I was, you know, I, I listened to the whole album last night, and I remember, and I probably said this in the review back in the day, like Thunder, Daddy Pop, even Live for Love. I used to skip those songs when it when I first. You skipped Daddy Pop? Well, you know why? Because the first time I heard Daddy Pop was the Arsenio performance. And the way ah. they play it on that, in my opinion, is far superior than the album version. So yeah. I was just like, I couldn't understand why the album version didn't sound like that. So I would always listen to that version. But Thunder, I, you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to get into it. It's not that I thought it was bad per se. I just felt like it was, it reminded me of like it was that Lemon Crush type Prince, which at the time I wasn't really <laughs> fucking with. It, it just it is what it is. And thun- and then Live for Love, I thought at the time, I honestly thought it, it was kind of corny to me. Like the music, I thought it was corny. I was like, because, you know, I say I thought it was corny because at the time I was heavy into doing music myself. And I felt like anybody could have made that song, <laughs> at least the beat and stuff. And I, it would always bother me as a snob that Prince would sort of use things that I figured other people could use. Like, you know what I mean? That's how I was into it back in the day. Like, Everything had to be on some unique shit <laughs> if it was Prince. I couldn't, my brain would not allow me to accept him sort of adopting shit that I heard other places. But I say all that to say, listening to it now in 2021, after all this time and all these years, he was a freaking genius for those songs. <laughs> I, was, I was listening yeah. to it, I was like, I didn't get it. At, I didn't fully understand it at the time, but sonically what he's doing with these songs lyrically the way they're playing the music and if i go back into listening to this in context of where he just came from musically and then what was going on at that time and that he was able to adapt that sound and make it his own and then make it new is pure genius and i was like damn he started the album with the song called thunder you know talking about jesus and shouts I was like, that's why they went over my head. Most pop artists or whatever, not going to start the album talking about something like that. And it, particularly in the type of image that he has. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, this is, I was like, okay. And then Diamonds and Pearls, like Diamonds and Pearls. I was like, this is a class. 
There's a classic Prince song. Cream. That's a classic Prince song. I was like, this song is ridiculous. Like I was like, I I know the song through and through, but just I was just listening to it. I was like, this dude, it could just turn anything. He could write hits and he was just writing hits. I was like, this is a freaking classic song. Stroke. I'm just looking because I'm looking at it. Strolling, which is always my favorite back then. This is brilliant, man. Like who, what other cat would go from all the other stuff and then be able to jump into the pocket of like this, you know, jazz kind of swing and then kill it. In my opinion, I was, I was like, man, that's crazy. Willing and able. Great song. That's Great one of song. his. Yeah, I was like this. Listen to the background vocals, the steals. That brings his shit to a whole nother level, man. I, yep. I was like, God, and this was, I was like, this is some, this nigga's doing church. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and killing it. I was like, this is ridiculous. And MQP of, on the middle pit. Yeah, Tony oh, yeah. M was dope as hell. In he was dope there. I got to give it up. He was, he was on point. <laughs> Rosie Gaines, tell him I don't mind. It's just so soulful. I was like, he was probably... That's one of his most soulful songs, in my opinion. Yeah, a song for jam. This <laughs> is ridiculous. And then don't even talk about the, the video version, which I remember it debuted as part of. It was a part of an NFL thing. Do you remember that, Big Sexy? The first time they played that, it was a part. It was a. I want to say it was a Sunday, football broadcast of something, and it was and it kept building. It was. I remember the commercials. It's going to have a Prince thing. Prince is going to debut a new song, and it was this video. Damn, I do not remember that. I remember somebody look at it. I remember this. And I was that's why I was like, I thought he was gonna be playing there live, but then I was like, oh no, this is like a live video. This is on video. And I was like, oh, this video is really that's how he did he did it back in the day like that. Yeah, and I was like, dope as hell. <laughs> Cause I, it was that's one of those songs I didn't think the band would ever play live because I just thought there's no way they could recapture that. But it was I wrong. And let me just go to this real quick. I don't care what nobody says. Listening to it last night, Jughead is dope. <laughs> Y'all done let some clowns overseas put out some review or say something online that they ain't got nothing to do with that style of music or that culture, and they tell you that it ain't no good, and y'all believe it. Jughead is dope. I was jamming. I was like, nah, this is... Listen to the music. The Prince is jamming. They it, dropping. They talking to you. Hey, <laughs> this came out in 1991, and they was jamming. I don't care. Anybody can tell me that music is dope. Y'all don't, you don't understand. I, oh, the music is dope, but the jammed. lyrics, yeah. I, I ain't got I, I, I'm not mad at nothing about it. Rosie Gaines, jamming. If you were just really listening to what she's, jogging, She's jamming when she's. I was like, ah, oh. I had to rewind it and listen to it again. I was like, Rosie killing them. She's killing them on the whole album, but yeah, Rosie was stupid on that song. Money Don't Matter Tonight, man. Oh, classic great Prince. Great song. That, I wouldn't be surprised if that, he had written that song years earlier. That sounded like if that had turned up on 1999, I would not be surprised. That's just classic. Oh, it's a great song. Classic oh, Prince. Another song I'm riding for. Push. Our push. 1991, New Jack Swing was popping. <laughs> and Prince does it. Ba- that shit is banging to me. I don't care. I just, I'm watching yeah. the um, 
the Willie and Abel video, and, mm -hmm. and apparently they're playing it live. Yeah. And my man, Tony's got his guitar on. Go ahead, Tony. Listen. Do your thing, man. I posted or I shared a thing that Tony posted last night. The MPG, they did, I guess they did a show over the weekend or, last, or yesterday as we're recording this. And they're doing Little Red Corp. No, they're doing a Lady Cab Driver. And Tony got the guitar. The camera person standing right in front of Tony. And it's jamming. Oh, yeah, it's crystal thing, clear. Now, I don't know if there's another guitar player behind him. But he's playing. And he's standing right up here. And, and, and the band is smoking that song. Like I was like, whoa, okay. So, yeah, props to, to Tony. I'm, I'm not hating Push. I'm just saying Push is dope. And, of course, I'm just going to end it. Insatiable. Go listen to that right now. And listen with some headphones. And listen to his vocal works, man. It's nasty. This whole album, background harmonies and vocals in these songs... It's nasty. Like this, is where Prince stepped up and really—he was always doing harmonies, but on here they doing—he doing some shit, and it's and it's EQ'd so you can hear him. It's nasty. Even get off, they you know, they doing that thing toward the end. And if you're not listening for it, it just sounds like kind of something to fill out the noise of it. But actually, listen to them harmonies, man. This shit is tight. Yeah, yeah, the vocal work on his album is stellar, man. And and when you get to the next album, I think he really got into his background bag heavy. You know, when you think of songs like Seven and um, God Created Woman, and all the background. Yeah. Are, yeah. 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 It's crazy. But yeah, Rosie was my girl, bad. man. I'm watching this. She's killing it. She's, yeah, she's bad, man. She took his shit to another level, in my opinion. Just yes. More like. Yes. That just that vocal that I know he always need. I think he always that wanted to have vocals. Yeah, right there. yeah. Yes. And there it is, and she brought it, and that changed forever his stuff going forward. It had to be a strong vocal, you know, uh, gospel type sister singing on it, you know, to give it that, to take it to that next. You know, that evolves into uh, Shelby. Um, what was the other one? Liz. Live, yeah, uh, and even and even you know, like, it probably really Bonnie might have been the first one on his music to really bring that vibe. But Rosie just kicked Rosie the door took it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Like, My, I personally love Bonnie more, but you cannot deny what uh, Rosie's vocals. She just has a yeah. whole other style and power to it. Yeah, even uh, even the song later song, uh, Jam of the Year again. That's that yep. song riding on Rosie's vocal, yep. man. Like she was the, you know what? In a weird way, Rosie was Prince's Nate dog. Help me out. <laughs> I, you gotta help me out with that. Yeah, well, yeah. In the sense that Nate dog, you know, has such a very distinctive voice, and when you hear it and it, when it's used properly on songs, it's classic. It it always right. cuts through and just like, oh, that's Nate. Dog. Like, you know, smoke weed every day. You know, whatever yeah, shit he's on. <laughs> there's no denying, oh, that's Nate dog. You know, like, I think with Rosie's. Said, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I keep saying, ain't a hit unless Nate dog sing the hook. Yeah. And when and you hear his it. voice, you know, oh, that's this is gonna be good. Right. And I think the same with Rosie. When you hear her voice on Prince's tracks, 
I can't think of a song that a, a bad song that Rosie's singing on. It's, it's always elevated. Like, okay, this is gonna be the shit. Even, I don't know if that's her voice on uh, "Acknowledge Me," but in my mind, I thought that I think that's her voice, and and, and it makes me take notice right at the top. Like, oh, this is shit, shit Rosie blasting on. <laughs> okay, this is gonna be dope. <laughs> you know, anytime her voice come through, it's okay. But uh, yeah, man, stellar album, stellar videos. Yes, yeah. uh, killing it. Just badass all the way around, man. You, you can't deny it. You know, Prince. The steels were on point too, man. Damn. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Prince killed that, man. That whole rollout, he killed that. Yeah. <laughs> Coming off yeah. of Graffiti <laughs> Bridge, he was like, "I'm like, y'all not gonna <laughs> act like I'm not out here." And a force to be reckoned with. When he dropped that get off, that's when he's like, okay. He ain't playing. (laughs) No, what's amazing about that is I personally will listen to get off way more times than I will with Diamond and Pearls and Cream. And I'm still just shocked. Like, how did Cream go number one? You know what? I used to say that too. But to me, the song is, is such a universal Type of song, man. like yeah. what is it like? It's a blues. It's it's just a blues rock song that I think would work anytime. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's a great freaking song. That's why I think that's why it went number one. I think it was it could still be like you could play it today and it's easily catchy and you can understand what it's doing. And I think it's just calling to that type of music that is just ingrained. And a lot of Americans, anyway, you know, you know, it's that country folk soul. You know what I mean? When when a person, a songwriter comes up, this you know, again crosses genre lines. When they come up with that that hit single, it's just you you just know. Yeah, you you know the minute you write it and finish, you're like, yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see Cream. Had, I could see that came came out like in the '60s or something. It was, you know, what I mean, it, and it wouldn't have been, it would have just been played a little different sonically. But and it may not have been called Cream because it's a little overt. But I could see like some old dude, you know, sitting on a stool. You know what I mean? It's just oh, like a, don't don't give Beck any ideas. Hilarious! <laughs> wow! Hilarious! <laughs> I, I, I can see where you're going with that. But uh, yeah, man, he just, Prince has so many styles, man. That's one thing on this album. There are so many different styles done great. You know what I mean? Like he's, he taps into that. He tapped into hip hop, tapped into gospel, the ballads, uh, uh, even sort of dance type stuff. I mean, you know, jazz. It's just all, it's all over the place. But it all works. Like the way he sequenced the album, I think is dope too. Uh, everything just flows together, man. And he packaged it in a very fascinating, flashy type of way. Even just the album cover with the hologram, that was some shit back in 91. Like, whoa, who's doing that? You know, I was just like, that shit was crazy. 
And we got it. So what you're telling me is, is we have to blame Prince for all those foil gated comic book covers that ruined that insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. Hey, what is that? Onslaught. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah, Die cut holofoil. Oh, really? Come on, man. <laughs> it was probably either that or a, a fold out thing with a pop up. No telling what Prince had pop up out of there. <laughs> yeah, because I do not, I do not remember anybody doing that holographic foil thing before Prince, and it seemed like every other year, no, no, every year, comic books was coming out with one. I'm like, every damn. month, it was all over the place. It really hit during the Image Revolution, which was right after that album. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah. But going back to the Cream video. You know, and he had the whole long form video. If you look at the whole video, Prince never said a word. I mean, he, at one point he's sitting with the diamond and pearl and, you know, eating ice cream or cream off one of them. She's like, oh, you like some of hers, but not none of mine. I'm like, oh, okay. And I believe during the call of the law, that was when he broke out the infamous mankini. Dun, 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 dun. Well, that was gangster glam. <laughs> Gangster Glam. That directive. Yeah. <clears throat> he was rocking a man kidney and a typhoon do. I'm like, okay, Prince, do what you do, man. Now, here's a question. I, I'm not trying to bring it down, but at the high, as well as this album did, I'm still trying to figure out. And, and, you know, I could be accused of it as well because I didn't really gravitate to the follow-up album outside of Sexy MF and 7, but I'm just really trying to understand, like, okay, Seeing what he had on that album, how did that one not do better? How did the Love Symbol album not do better? Yeah, because he had some joints on there, and he still had the same components. Well, Rosie was gone, but most of the same components from the original album. I'm sure he had the same creativity, and he had some bangers. Well, yeah, you think about it. You know, you can say that about any, uh, I'll just use pop music. You know, any pop music that comes out, or any performer that comes up with a major hit, there's always going to be drop-off. You always lose that casual fan. If you look at uh, Purple Rain, you look at the sales for Around the World Today, not the same. You know, you look at Thriller, that's not the same. It's just, you always lose that casual fan. And now, granted, the, the subsequent album may be superior in a lot of cases, but the casual fan has gone to the next, quote, hot thing. Well, I, you know, two, I think the lead in singles for this album were not the greatest choices, personally. <clears throat> as much as I love yeah. Sexy MF, that's not going to, you're not going to get that. It's not going to be a number one song. Can't play it on the radio. It's not going to be, a, you know, that can play that video on TV. And then after that, I believe they released My Name is Prince. My Name is Prince. Which to me is just not a good song. Not not a not a good not, song in terms of that. is it going to be a number one? I don't, I don't think yeah, so. I didn't like yeah. the song when it came out. Personally, I'm a Prince fan, but I liked it, but I didn't see it being a, a, a standalone or standout single. Not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked that as the single no, at all. No, <laughs> After no. hearing the record, me personally, I would have been like "Love to the Nines, which again, I don't know if that would have been a number one song, but I think that was just a dope seven. A seven, right? Seven, which becomes, a which is a hit, which does become yep. a hit. But I just think the lead into it wasn't the good enough, good a setup. And I thought the album was confusing to me. It, it seemed like it was overloaded with stuff. Well, this was Prince's attempt 
at doing, and he called it that in the album. He was doing a rock opera. Right. You know, people, a lot of people have tried it, and a lot of people have failed doing it. I'm not saying Prince did, but a lot of people have failed trying to do a cohesive rock opera. Uh, you know, the most obvious example is Tommy with The Who. But if you look closely, you can say the same thing about what's going on with Marvin Gaye. Because it was all sequ- sequenced to tell a singular story. And Prince did that with this, <clears throat> or with that album, and it missed some places and it hit some places. Yeah, I don't think it tells the story. <laughs> it, it tells it in such a confusing way. Yeah. Only, thing, yeah. only body that knows the story flow is Prince, and everybody else is like, what? You know, it's just too vague, and it seems to be calling to other reference points, which may or may not have gotten released in, in time, so you don't know what the hell is going on. You know, you I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that because, you know, we diehards have heard the unedited segues, or segues, of the uh, Love Symbol album. <laughs> yeah, I set, I set myself up for that one. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know, when you, when you hear that, it's like, it's so long and so overbearing. You're like, what the hell? There's a reason he cut all that shit out, you know? And once he cut it all out, it's still, it's choppy. The story is not clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's actually looking at it, it, it's like it wants to be a soundtrack to something that's not oh, but we yeah. haven't yeah it, but we don't we didn't we didn't see the the movie or whatever it's the soundtrack to so we don't know what this is about we don't know what it's referring to and maybe if he had came out with that long form video before the album came out for the hardcore we could be oh okay i see the story now the songs make sense to me i i understand what why we sing about princesses and all of this other stuff and i just think is this this was another graffiti bridge you know some some great songs on here but it's marred in this story which is unclear to the listener i don't know what prince is doing you know and it'll make sense later probably that's if the story's good if the story's is it's not as good either then it's not going to help <laughs> it's like eh, okay i wish these songs weren't even associated with all of that we could just have just the songs this would have been a badass album because <laughs> like, like, there's some dope shit on here. But, you know, he was a rock star. And that's what rock stars do. He's they, they shooting do for the moon. Right? You know, he's yeah. doing big time shit. Sometimes it don't work. But uh, anyway, yeah, Diamonds and Pearls, great album. I could definitely, I know people have been pushing for a special edition. I, I, I could definitely see it. That would be dope. I could see that. Because there were a lot, of, there were a lot of great twelve inches, as we mentioned. I remember the Cream one. Did you ever get the Cream maxi single release? And it had the different edits on there. And again, it it was. I don't. I forgot to ask this, Tony. Remember, there's a whole thing on there where somebody's calling somebody on the telephone. I don't know if you remember that. And I don't know I if it was Prince doing the calls, but it's a whole like little stories in between the songs on the twelve inch and. Somebody's like prank calling and they're like talking about Prince, like, oh, he ain't shit. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I always was, but I never really understood what is this, you know. It was just one of those Prince things. It was funny, but you don't really know what it referenced to, you know. It's like so insider. Uh, but one of the songs I remember on that 12 inch show was dope to me. I always played it, it was uh, 
Do Your Dance. It was a cream remix. Do Your Dance. And they just made a whole new song out of it. And it was, ah, it was so dope, man. Kind of remind me of a, it's in the vibe of a gangster glam. You know, it was an MPG thing. Heavy Rosie, Heavy Prince. And they was jamming. But yeah, go find that. Do your dance. Go find that song. Um, but yeah, they got a lot of a lot of stuff they could show. There's a lot of great concert footage. Yeah. From this time. Matter of yeah. fact, I think when I went to Paisley Park during the uh, piano on the mic weekend, one of those weekend nights, Prince played the I think it's an Australia Diamonds and Pearls show, but it was like professionally shot. And it, you could tell it was edited for either TV or to be for so, sold because it had the, you know, every song, a title thing would come up. Oh, sure. say with the songs. It was like a, it was a done and it had credits, but he played, it was on, you could tell it was on v, VHS because it looked, it was you know low quality, but I was like, oh, okay. I, I remember seeing this on a bootleg. This must've been real because here he's playing it at Paisley Park and we're watching it on TV. Um, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot, lot to do with that. All right. Any last things on Prince before we move on? Great album. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm all for a, a re-release. I hadn't visited this album in a while until, you know, you mentioned we're going to talk about it. And just talking about it today, God damn, just brings it all back. That is a yeah. great album. Yes, yes. Last thing. Oh, I know last thing. Wasn't at the end of the, was it the Get Off video? Yeah, it was on the Get Off Home video isn't at the very end is when he first plays the footage of Maite. Yes, from that's incredible. That. Yes, yeah, and you're like, and then again, I'm watching that like, what is this? What, like, what is this? Yeah, what is this all about? And then, and then we find out, you know, a year later or whatever. But yeah, I mean, just such such brilliant sort of mythic storytelling that he's doing about himself and about the you know the print show business part of himself. That's just very dope. Like he's like already plotting ahead. Uh, now, interesting. That's also very interesting. We're not going to go down that route, but and so it's just interesting. He's, he's playing some little girls' footage, and then who she ends up becoming. That that's an interesting move for a rock star as well. But yeah, that would. <laughs> I don't know how that would play today, but yeah, that'd be a no. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. All right, changing the subject up. Wait, um, hold up. I, oh, I got ahead. some breaking news. Oh, okay, breaking news. October 17th, I believe it. The next versus battle is KRS One versus Big Daddy Kane. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Whoa. That's 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 what that, I'll watch. That's gonna be good. I, I I love both of them. I I don't. To me, that doesn't make all the sense but i get it i get it it's there's gonna no way it's gonna there's no way that's gonna be a, anything but a celebrational type of thing they're oh, not clearly. gonna I, I would be shocked if chris and chris is very aggressive but i would be shocked if he's like trying to do the whole we the best type because i nah. nah see i guess they couldn't get rock him i suppose because that hmm. would be Rakim versus Big Daddy Kane, that would have been the head busters of busters. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah, BDP. 
is going to be at Barclays. So I guess they're planning for a big they event. Big, yeah. There's going to be a lot of old school brothers up there, which I'm not yeah. mad at. It's going to be dope. I guess they saw the vibes that they got for the uh, Dipset uh, Locks one. So they're like, yeah, we can keep doing this in New York. Yeah. And they, they got a ton of MCs and groups they can get. So props to them. I, I'll definitely be interested to see how that goes yeah. out. Both of them brothers, phenomenal live performances. Performers, excuse me. Big Daddy Kane, phenomenally live. Even today. Go look at some of them videos that he's performing, either the tiny desk or stuff where he's with the band. Badass, man. Karis One, of course. He's the original Bogart. You know, that was a classic hip hop moment. PM Don was on stage. Karis One took, took, took the mic, pushed him, throw him off the stage. Uh, that was hip hop. That was the early mainstream sort of industry type group and hip hop was like nah we don't give a fuck who's back in this shit nah grab matter of fact you know super street and aggressive <laughs> they would never be able to do that today somebody probably get killed but yeah that was that was hip hop he always would be known for that in my opinion <laughs> Karis one BDP Man, I need production. to go find his video I keep hearing about it I need to see this I don't know if it's on video. This is, I don't think there's any video. Yeah. It's just, you know, that was the word on the street. Uh, I was surprised was, when, I, when I heard, I'm like, damn, Chris, you get down like that? That's their whole style, though. I mean, they're from the Bronx, hard, you know, that was Boogie Down Production. They was the original gangster. The niggas had machine guns on the cover. <laughs> See, they was they gangster, then he went. Then he went conscious. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you, I mean, remember, straight out of Compton, them records are sampling Carrier's one <laughs> on those records. So that's what Cuban was trying to be like. Yeah, he was the original cat. Now, now it's in my head now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The game called Niggas with Attitudes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shit. The South Bronx, the South, South Bronx. Them songs, those records are hot. Yeah, he he got his chance ass on that. Yeah, he tried to stay with him, but when he came with South Bronx. It's over. I would love this. That's that actually would be a good movie. I'm surprised they haven't done. It would be a KRS One Boogie Down production. You know, the whole death of Scott LaRock. Oh, you know, stop yeah. the violence, and you know where they him being homeless, and you're coming out as gangster, and then you know it hits home. His partner dies, coming back on some conscious gangster type stuff and really, you know, and then also pushing hip hop to the extreme in terms of, you know, the, the vocal uh, lyricism and the subject matter. Remember them songs, You Must Learn? Imagine yep. if there was rappers that came out, with <laughs> they was hardcore, but they was talking about knowledge and learning history, but it was done in the most hardcore way. <laughs> That's crazy, man. And they was good songs. You know, it wasn't corny. It was like, damn, them niggas hardcore. And they smart. Like, his whole thing was, you had, if you, you're not smart? Are you dumb, dog? Fuck out of here. <laughs> that was the prevailing <laughs> mindset back. That's another thing I was, I've been watching this Wu-Tang show. If you have not watched the Wu-Tang American saga, you are missing out. Now, is that a documentary or is it No, uh, it's a scripted, scripted oh, TV okay. show. It's on its second season brilliant like now I will say this uh, I, 
some of it's not all truth. Like they're sensationalizing it for TV because yeah. yeah. they got they got Ruquan and uh, what's the what's my what's my brother ah Ghost Ghostface literally shooting at each other trying to kill <laughs> kill each other and I was like how would they be in a group? so that part didn't happen but uh, it is suffice to say brilliantly done. But I was saying, what one thing is interesting is watching it during that time of hip hop in New York. It was all about. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the, the right terminology for it. Uh, the whole God movement, you know, Black God movement, five percenters, and they were always, "What up, God?" And, and the way that they saw each other, and what's the mathematics? It was they were gangster as hell, but it was like. Imagine if there was gangsters, but like you would be tested on your knowledge of self <laughs> and, and like, do you see yourself as a God and can you build and can you like go back and forth and drop knowledge and, and give me something to go by? I was like, what? Somehow that part got lost. <laughs> it just became about niggas, bitches and hoes <laughs> as opposed to if you can really imagine and there's a part in the show that they show the hardcore Debo gangster dude would run down, walking down the street and would look at nigga, what's the mathematics? And if you didn't know what today's studies were, you get your ass whooped. Like imagine if that was today, like Crips and walking down the street and instead of saying, what up? Cause they was like, Hey, do you know what we're studying this week? Nigga. And if you didn't have the answer, you get your ass whooped. <laughs> I was like, what happened to that? <laughs> That's it was it's so fascinating to me that at some point the you could see the lineage of the Malcolm and the Nation of Islam and even the Martin Luther King's the Stokely Carmichael type of people that was so heavy, like empowerment, even that still seeped into the streets to where the streets adopted it, but made it into a very aggressive, you know, thugged out version of it. Like they would beat your ass if you wasn't, if you didn't know what. <laughs> so like, and you, you, the other question I was like, how did it even get to that? Like, it is so perverted. Like Malcolm X didn't walk around. To, you don't know knowledge is so beat is that you know, that's not. <laughs> but I guess because maybe they were getting killed, and they killed the nonviolent dudes. Even the violent dudes was like, well, we're gonna be hardcore but we're still gonna see ourselves as being smart and it's, it's interesting how that it's totally been taken out i don't even know how i got into all of that conversation oh because uh, we were talking about karis one and the way they presented themselves and i was just referencing the wu-tang and saying in the wu-tang since the period piece you can see that element of the neighborhoods where these guys these young men saw themselves at a very uh, heightened spiritual sense, even though they were doing some dumb shit. There's a funny scene in the movie where they're trying to set up a phone to get a phone line for Wu-Tang uh, at Riz's apartment. And I can't remember which member of Wu-Tang it is, but he's just calling on the phone, trying to reach somebody at the phone company. And he would, they would answer the phone. He'd be like, what up God? And then he'd listen to what they say. And if they didn't give him the appropriate answer, he would hang up and he just kept calling over and over for days. And what he was trying to do is he was trying to find a brother who worked at the phone company who was also into the black man is God ideology. 
And so he just goes, what up, God? Oh, I'm sorry. Can I help you? Click. Click, click, click. What up, God? Hi, how you doing? Click. <laughs> what up, God? Hey, peace on earth. Oh, let me chop it up with you. Here's what, here's what the guys are trying to do. Can you hook up? And I was like, that's so interesting. I was like, that's very interesting. But uh, anyway, I'm just running. I'm out. But yeah, that's going to be a dope versus. I'm here for it. Here for it. When did you say that was again? Ant? I guess Ant. Put that nigga to sleep. <laughs> well, let me check real quick. It's uh, October 17th, Sunday. Oh, okay. That's coming quick. Nice, nice. Um, R. Kelly. <laughs> Finally convicted. Yeah. He was on racketeering charges, I believe. <clears throat> yep. Um, I, I, I also uh, seeing he has got a number of other cases coming up pending court cases that are going to be coming, some for child uh, pornography, and I believe traffic trafficking in multiple states. So he's this was just the first case. <laughs> you know, they got multiple cases he's about to, to go to court for, so it ain't over yet. But there is a story out that he is uh, apparently willing to talk to the feds and name names, mm. pulling a 619 on people. Six? You know, what, what is his name? The Takashi guy? Oh, Takashi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. six. <laughs> six one nine. Zakashi had a bunch of things nine. on him. Six nine, <laughs> and he uh, said, "Oh no, I got names." <laughs> yeah, uh, and hey. you see, I could just see R. Kelly at the in the courthouse or in the courtroom doing the Nino Brown. I got a whole list of names. <laughs> <laughs> this is bigger than, bigger than R. Kelly. And hey, R. Kelly. It, may, it may it may be bigger than R. It Kelly. It may be because of the names that were mentioned. Have dirt on them? Oh, shit. <laughs> this could be bad. <laughs> I say let them fry. Hey, if you did it, you did it. If you got to deal with it. You're dealing with kids and yep. molestation, then you got to go. I ain't with it. Yeah. No, this okay. reminds me of, of um, in baseball, when Jose Canseco wrote his first book, people were like, ah, he's nuts. And he named names, and the shit hit the fan with steroids. If something like this happens with this topic, whoo, <laughs> wow, this could be bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a lot of conversation as it should be about this as it just hit the news and stuff. And I would say I'm, I'm glad he was convicted on this. Um, you know, I, I felt like he should have been been in jail. Years ago, of, yeah, for for this years ago, I'm finally we're getting somewhere. And I also say, not only just him, but you know, the people that was around him who were helping him do all this stuff and were setting up these kids and flying people, they need to go down too. And this brother, he can't read, so he ain't booking tickets, paying rent on places, shuttling people around. He's got other, he got other people doing all that stuff for him because he can't read what it says on the paperwork. So somebody else is a part of this. They need to go down. You know, I, I almost feel like they need to get some of these parents who knowingly sent their kids into these situations. Uh, they need to go. 
you know, this, this thing was allowed to go on for this long. You know, that's, and, and, you know, that's another question that we have to have as a society as well. Like we knew what he was doing. He had a videotape damn near 20 years before, <laughs> before this, where he's literally molesting a child. God. Like we <clears throat> knew that. And yet people still defend this man. Yeah. I don't get it. And you know, it's, there's a lot to learn from this man. You, you definitely hold him accountable. He's got to fry. But again, he did all this in a system that allowed him to do it for this long. And it's not like we didn't know. We've had many uh, big things in media about, you know, one of the big Dave Chappelle bits is a R. Kelly joke about peeing on kids. <laughs> Do you see, it's funny, but that's, but just, it's a joke about peeing on kids. On kids. Boondocks, same thing. Right? It's joked. <laughs> that's crazy. So just as much as that brother's accountable as he is, we got to, man, but we allow a space for there to be jokes about peeing on kids. And it's funny to us. Watching the, the, <clears throat> the protesting outside of the courthouse, you know, for R. Kelly took me right back to that boondocks episode. It's like, really? Yeah. You know, and, and the DA's like, he's peeing on kids. And the, the one woman was like, he, he can still sing. He good. I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. It's no different. And I think D.O. Hughley was saying it's no different than he, than these uh, people in the, the Catholic Church. Oh, nope. You're you right. You know they're doing wrong. You know they're doing dirt. And they, oh, he pray. He, but he's the pastor. Give a fuck. He's got to go. So he gets a slot. He gets a slot. Or. He makes good music, so he gets the slide. Got to go. But, you know, these and guys. The Catholic exist. Church is even yeah. worse because they will knowingly know, know this. It'll blow up. And what, what, what does the church do? They move him to another parish. Yeah. Fuck it, that. It's, it's, there are institutions that are allowing this type of stuff. The, the, the Catholic institution, the music entertainment institution. They allow these things to go because these dudes either make money for everybody. Well, that's why they do it because they make money. They're powerful and uh, not going to get, you know, I remember years ago used to argue with certain women about R. Kelly when you're like, hey, he's the, well, they know what they was getting into. Uh, You know, these are, I'm not going to even play into the, these were women saying this when women would come forward. Oh, she lying. Uh, Please, I he can rape me. Remember, we used to have these arguments years ago. Now, you know, we, that's why we have to be very careful when they try to sort of spinning the conversation. Of, well, we got to listen to the sisters. We got to listen to the bro- well. Then, then let's listen to the sisters, <laughs> right? When they come out and they say something about your favorite entertainer, remember, listen to the sisters. Don't just be like, ah, oh, she wanted to be. The- uh, you know what I mean? No. She's saying she's being abused. If we'd have listened to the sisters years ago, we kind of shut them down a little earlier. We live in a system that will only act on what they see on TV. What I mean by that, if that documentary about R. Kelly didn't come out, he wouldn't be in jail right now. 
He had continued to got to got a pass. We are living in a system where we only activate on things that were made for a commercial reason to make money. And if they tell you something is wrong, then we pay attention. But before that documentary, we just kept listening to the music. We kept making jokes. We kept giving in the pass because it made us feel good. The songs or it didn't happen to us or we don't have to think about that. That's not what they're showing us. So I'm not going to even deal with it. That's why he's in the situations he's saying with Michael Jackson. Once that documentary came out, oh, now it's a surprise because that's they just told, you know, it's being presented to you. And now you want to pay attention. And even that problem was fake. But Not to I'm some saying, people. Well, right. But I'm just saying it's only because when they make documentaries and when it becomes a commercial product, then we want to act like we need to make it's a change. Yep. And that's the real problem. Because it's always going to be R. Kelly's and Weinstein's and these types of people that exist because we really don't care. And we're only going to care when it becomes a TV show. That's why we had and, and the conspiracy brothers say that's why you had a Trump because it really only matters to you. He only matters to you because you saw him on TV all the time. If he was just another rich country club fuck, <laughs> you wouldn't What's care. That? But you because he was going back oh, go as ahead. far as Reagan, man, you know, same Reagan thing. was a yeah. movie star. Same you know? thing, right? Arnold, the Terminator, hey, he's governor. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how it is here. Stupid, but. Yeah, I'm looking he, he, at. He I'm on Wikipedia looking at his discography and some of the uh, albums that he messed with. So the uh, sex tape was released in 2002. And you got people like R. K. I mean, uh, Jay Z, 2004, doing a whole album with him. Tour. You got Usher, you got T.I., you got T. Pain, you got Ludacris, Kelly Price, Kim Burrell, who's spiritual. This is like 2009. She's in the gospel uh, <laughs> genre, and he's just like, "What the heck we doing?" And of course, my boy Snoop. And I'm just like, yeah. "Come on, people." Celine Dion. I think that, I think that might have been before the, the video. Oh, my. I was talking about you know the people after the. the I think video that was after the video. Are you sure? Really, Celine Dion? You know she was popping back when that video. But I could be wrong. Uh, what song are you talking be. about? I thought there was a big Celine Dion R Kelly thing, wasn't there? I know she did the song with. Uh, or am I getting it mixed with up with the, that Kirk other? Franklin. What's the other? That's the only song I know. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of the other white. What's oh, Lady the, Gaga. Lady Gaga. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, she caught some shit. Yeah, <laughs> she did a whole live performance this, thing with her. Yeah, him. yeah. I don't know what she was thinking. Well, she was thinking the bag. He's Mark Kelly. <laughs> so I'm like, those people. Is it? Yeah, we got R. Kelly, but to Mike's point, you know, some of these people do need to speak out and say, "Yeah, that was wrong." And you know. I, well, I'll say this. If if the things that he is going to expose are real so they got crimes about, like I said, a molestation of children, then I want him to snitch all day. Because yes. we got to get that. That stuff has to be rooted out. And this could be the reckoning is the same way we had the, you know, uh, BLM and that era and the Me Too era. This may be another part where you can start to really let these pedophile cats know, like, no, you can't do that here no more. Like, you used to get a pass in this industry. It's over. Everything's going to be exposed. 
you know, that that type of behavior isn't the same with sports. You know, we had a lot of these gymnastics women come out and really air that dude out that I'm glad because that type of stuff, you know, I have daughters. I wouldn't want them to be in that industry and that foolishness is happening. Cause like, man, listen, I'm, it's easy. What what would happen? Man, anybody was to touch my children period like that. I'm willing to pay all consequences. I'm good. I'll have no problem doing what <laughs> so that's why it wouldn't even be like I'm not even gonna play around and I'm be cool I'll be cool with law enforcement. Oh y'all can't do it. Don't worry. Nah, I'm good. It's all good. All good. I'm gonna be just like America. And and when they come for me, I'm gonna be like, hey, I'm following leadership. We don't play <laughs> when it comes to mine. There ain't no nuance. And I'll just take the I'll take the L. That so be it, but not my not my people's. And I know there's gonna be some out there. Well, what, 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 what about Weinstein and 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 uh, what's the dude from X Brian Singer and all of them? Like we're not talking Gotta about go. drugs. We're not talking about uh, running crack game or something like that. We're talking about molestation of children. We can absolutely be on code, but part of being on code is making sure our own people aren't victimizing um, our youth like this. We can go get them too. But if he can name these people now in industry, let's get them. I remember seeing the uh, R. Kelly video way back in early 2000s and I'm watching it and I first thought they can't be him. I'm looking at him like, oh shit, that's him. And then I'm thinking, okay, he's going to prison. So I just sit back and I'm waiting for for the shitstorm to happen, and it never came. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm like, no one else sees this but me. Come on, man. Then I think initially when it got brought up, the the young lady said it wasn't her, or or she was 18 at the time. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, if I'm okay. not mistaken, I don't think the girl even actually on the record spoke or something. No. It's in that no. book. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, then of course there's Aaliyah. And that's why I said you have a whole industry that gives a cover to this because I was watching her video last night and I was like, this is so tragic. She, unfortunately she died, was unrelated. Why she didn't, she died young and just like very beautiful, talented. But I was like looking at it and I was like, man, if she had been alive, if she lived, though, I could only imagine what her career would be like because this R. Kelly thing would be, uh, you know, it would be a, a, a super impactful on what she is because she couldn't deny that she, you know, everyone would be asking her, you were married by, were you molested? You know, you know what I mean? Like it would, R. Kelly might be over quickly, might have been overdone a while ago if she still was alive because I was looking at that, I was like, man, she was a... 14, 15 years old at best, married to this dude. I'm like, I can't, as a father, I was just, I just, I can't even fathom Hell no. how, you know what I mean? How that happens. And the fact that she was probably molested by him is just like, and I'm like, God, what a, what an industry. Like she had to like come out of that and then act like nothing ever happened. <laughs> 
And, and if, could you like if it was your child or some girl, young child that you in your family that you knew was possibly molested by this older dude. And then you, everyone just act like it didn't happen. And she just never is around this dude, but still works in the same industry of him and some of the same people. You know what I mean? Like now she's with Jay-Z and Dame Dash. And then you see Jay-Z and R. Kelly together doing two albums together, going on tour together. It's just a weird sort of thing. Like why was she, and then why would she be with Dame and then leave him to be with his mans? I guess a dad looking at that and nobody wants to talk about it. I'm just like, but somebody, a real man in her family or life, hold the fuck with us. Hold the fuck up, man. Baby girl. These niggas don't care about you. Somebody got to speak up. Well, that's a, you know, they popular right now and this is going to be a good look for her thing. That's why I'd be like, man, that's what I'm saying. Like I wish it was a man that's, man, this is, this ain't right. Something's not right about this. Even if you eliminate the R. Kelly thing, you went from Damon, then you would, they both, you know what I mean? Like that don't, I I know they know it don't look right because <laughs> they wouldn't let their daughters do some shit like, so I was just like, ah, there's something, there's some funny shit going on in this industry. And it, it, it's a power, I think it's just so much behind the scenes and it's, it's Man, if the door ever burst open on that, and that's why you know sometimes, like, man, you don't. You may not want to know everything about your favorite entertainer because now you're starting to see, uh, you know, Will Smith is coming out finally talking about uh, his open marriage, mm. and that's been rumored for years in the in the culture. Oh, you know, the, the Will and Jada swingers. You always used to hear that. And like, ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. They ain't gonna be doing no shit like that. Then of course last year, the entanglement thing, and now you got Will coming straight out. Yeah, you know, da da da. da. And then I don't know if that was time. How do you feel? How do you real feel quick, about let me just that? say that. I don't know if it was time for him to do that because then now this now we we hear you know Daz Dillinger of all people. Oh yeah, Jada was allegedly a. Entangled with uh, one of the crisscross dudes, and they was like only 10, 12 years old, and she was in her 20s. Oh, man. So I'm like, I'm if like, that's wow. true, Jada gotta go. And the thing is, is like, it's not hard to believe it after she was with that young in August Alcina. Right. So, uh, okay. I was gonna say, a lot of just ready to burst through the seams, of like, there's a lot of hidden shit. Some people were dying. I guess what I say. Will Smith is a very smart dude, in my opinion. Like, I love Will Smith, but he's very calculated. He don't be, you know what I mean? He's thinking, He to me, he seems to always be having the brand of what he is and what he stands for at the forefront. And he ain't going to never make no dumb moves. He'll, so even when that entanglement thing, he kind of gets in front of it and lets her sort of take the thing. And like, this is better, man, for the family. You're going to have to stand on this and, you know what I mean? You can't fuck up my brand, Will, uh, Jada, because this is the breadwinner of the game. And even now, in his new interview, he sort of throws her. Like, that was Jada the one wanted to do all this. I was, you know, I don't know if you read the interview, but he says, like, the way I was brought up was different from the way she was brought up. And the way she was brought up, they kind of had the open relationship things going on. So I, and he's kind of making, oh, that's Jada. 
Where is this interview at? It's uh, is it Esquire magazine. It's a big, it's a long interview. It's a big. He did pictures on it. It's, it's all online. Oh, shit. And to well. me, that's how I read it because I always look for uh, like he's kind of putting, yeah, we, yeah, this, the shit you heard is true. But here's, but what had happened was, you know, I'm the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. That's why I was like, okay. And that's why I say I find it interesting now that you you hearing this th- new rumor about her possibly tainting her with some younger, you know, that's a whole other can of war. Now again, do we listen to the brothers and the sisters? Or do we say, oh no, that's my favorite entertainer. They could never do nothing like that. But like Ann Pooh said, well, man, they had the else the, the the entanglement thing. They couldn't keep him quiet, so he outed them on that. And maybe it could, be, you know what I mean? It's just these types of things happen. I remember uh, I seen my boy Danny Boy from Death Row. He did his interviews on on the can't think of the, the platform's name right now. You and mean he, it in he, the? He uh, outed uh, Mary J. Blige on some. He was underage, and he's like Mary J. Put it on me. I was like thirteen, whatever. He was underage. But I was, and she was having a period, and there was blood everywhere. But I still, had a break. Oh, yeah, it was, it was all. It's some wild. It's in his. I guess it was in his book. Nobody read his book, so that we didn't see it. But now he started doing interviews, saying he's like, "Whoa!" But everybody went, "Just that, ah, he talking crazy." Yeah. Is this the GQ magazine interview? Or? Is it GQ? Maybe it's GQ. It's brand new. I know it's a new. Okay, it's GQ. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh lordy! But there's a lot going on out there, man. A lot going on. Uh, what do you think about the 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 claim that Will said that he was going to make Holly Berry? I forgot who the other woman was. His girlfriends. I'm like, well, yeah, he was saying that he wanted to have a whole bunch of girlfriends. He thought it would be cool. Oh, Will wrote a book. He's got a book coming out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, which I would I I'd check that out. But I mean, you know, I think he was. Like I said, I think he was just saying that it, it was okay to admit that he thought Haley Berry was fine. He didn't have to feel. And he was saying the way he was brought up, you didn't display those types of feelings. You didn't. He didn't want to ever disappoint anybody. And he was saying that's why he acts a certain way. Is he never wants? He always wants to entertain people because his dad. I think he said his dad put hands on his mom. Yeah. And it was the way that he felt like he could not make his dad mad at him was to always be this joyful pleasing type of person and he says he does that he's been doing that his whole career which is you know it's it's very that's interesting man it it worked for him in one sense but i guess he's kind of saying this is not really all of me i'm not really showing y'all who i really am i was this is a tactic that i used as a comforting tactic and it worked for me so i ran with it you know but i never dealt with that trauma properly type of deal And I'm glad he can speak out like that, but you know, he's he's in a he's in a industry that has a lot of shit going on, <laughs> and I think he might be a too. Now he's an older dude and he has kids. He can now see the effects of that on his kids, for better or for worse. And he's probably like, I can't deny where I'm, what where I live and what I'm in, but I can still be a good person. But you know. They show business family. Sometimes I'll watch. I don't watch, but I'll see the headlines of 
uh, Jada and her daughter and stuff they be talking about. I'm like, that's good that they talk about that stuff. I suppose I, I always wonder what Will, as the dad, head of the household. I'm just curious if they ever have conversations. He's like, eh, maybe we shouldn't have our daughter. Maybe our daughter shouldn't be the one. Well, Will, this is our brain. You know, I got a show and I'm doing my oh, okay. Jada. Yeah, right, y'all gonna do what y'all want to do. But hey, salute to Smith. Doing he's like, I'm, I got another movie to make, so I'll be back. Yeah, he's like, ah, go ahead. I'll, you know, your son out there doing all kind of good stuff and wild stuff. But they, but to me, they are they are a black family. You know, top of the world, and they live in a different type of situation. You know, they so their kids going to act be in a different way because they're in a different type of environment, different opportunities where I think a lot of their fans or people that come from the base that they come from, it, it's hard to understand. Like, why would you have your children out there? Like, well, cause we don't have that. We're not in that lifestyle. Our kids don't have the opportunities that they kids or what they've been raised. They've been raised to have maids in the house. You know what I mean? Like True. mom True. ain't down. You got to go clean your room. Well, they know whoever is cleaning my room. I don't even think like that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I want to wear a dress today. You know, I'm, I'm gonna dress up as Batman and just walk down the street. That's when you, they on some other shit. Like we wouldn't do that. You couldn't do that. <laughs> so of course they're gonna be on. You know, they're gonna come out on some wild, free thinking type stuff because that's their world. But yeah, uh, anything else on R. Kelly, Will Smith? No. <laughs> Talk about a couple of polar opposites, man. Um, yeah, I know Will, Will over here. He's like, God damn, you put my name in the same sentence. All right. Well, uh, I just jump. ordered the oh, Will Smith book. It comes out on November 9th. Oh, nice. that's my birthday. Wow, right on. And it's long, 432 pages, so you will get your money's worth. Now, I'm curious. I, I would now. That's something I would love to hear the audio book on. If Will is narrating yeah. it, I would. I would. I would. I'm gonna look into that. Uh, want to talk about the Super Bowl? Super Bowl halftime show has been announced, and this one is a doozy. You got uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Any thoughts? Couple of thoughts. I'm like, what's Eminem and Mary J. Blige doing on this? I get, I mean, I, it's common sense. Name recognition. Right. And Eminem is Dre's boy. And Dre got a show. Look at what I did. Look at all the fruit from my tree that I didn't produce and whatnot. But, you know, me being from Los Angeles, they in South LA, I'm like, nah, this should be all West Coast and even more so Los Angeles folk. I'm like, where's Ice Cube? And then the moment I even got that question out, I was like, oh, yeah, he was on, he got canceled last year. <laughs> the black community Hilarious. for the well. Democrats and from the Jewish community because <laughs> they thought up. he was putting some stuff out. <laughs> so I'm like, shout yeah, out to Ice Cube. He ain't got canceled over here. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I know what saying, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. I didn't even think so, about that. Ain't that a that? So let me stop you for one second. I didn't even think about. You're right. They should Ice Cube pictures should be up there. But now that you said that, that's a cold piece of work that he ain't. Go ahead. All right. You know. And then my other thing is is um. I'm not saying this is a business. business. <laughs> and you ain't keep on going to see that yet. <laughs> My bad. 
And I'm also hoping that there is a tribute to Nipsey Hussle that they do. I don't know what song they'll be able to perform, uh, but I'm hoping that they do, you know, pay some respects to that man since he's going to be on a huge um, national, maybe even global stage because, you know, I don't know how big football is outside of the U.S. Um, it'd be a great to, you know, do something nice to represent for him as well. But just overall, it's funny how... People were are debating. Well, what are they gonna sing? I mean, they got they ain't got nothing that's Super Bowl friendly. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, are you freaking kidding me? And that's one of the reasons why they have uh, Mary J. Blige there. But I mean, come on, you got lose yourself. You got beautiful dropping it like it's hot. Um, still dre. Um, still just a song. Ah, next episode, they can, they are going to make this family friendly. You might not like it. But it's going to be an event. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It's sexy. Go ahead. The Will Smith book is narrated by Will Smith. Oh. Okay. Okay. Now, on the topic of the Super Bowl thing, I'm going to make it real clear. And I'm, I know I'm going to get some blowback on this. And that's fine. I see a lot of people out there in Internet land have a problem with this lineup. And this is what I have to say to those people. The people who, what, four or five years ago said they would never watch an NFL game until Kaepernick comes back, wherever they're standing, the people who have a problem with this lineup, go stand with them. Fuck out my face. It's going to be a great show. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's going to be a great show. And, you know, it's going to be fire. Can I remember the one of the most recent uh, halftime things you had Beyonce, Bruno Mars, and what Cold Turkey, whatever that guy that group was. Who cared? People want to see Beyonce. They want to see Bruno Mars. Cold Turkey. No one cared. No one. So if you don't want to see you know some legendary musicians do their thing, don't fucking watch. That simple. And apparently, so this is the first headlining hip hop act for the Super Bowl halftime show. So I guess yeah. we'd have made it. We'd have made it. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, well, listen, you, you're seeing the fruits, I think, too, of the Jay Z partnership, you know, yeah. with the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and it's great that he's able to put on his people, you know, put on people from his you know, industry, hip hop and things. And I think Dr. Dre it wouldn't, I wouldn't have never have chosen Dr. Dre because again, I just, I was thinking of family friendly and I thought they would never do something like that. So I think it's a bold move actually to actually get Dre Snoop, uh, you know, Eminem to, to headline something like this. And of course it's going to be family friendly. Of course, they're not going to be up there cussing. I was thinking, man, they're going to really be on their necks <laughs> when they're planning this. Like, Snoop? They go, the first thing, Snoop? <laughs> no weed? <clears throat> no references? <laughs> 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 if, if they ever had to pre, you know, cover what they can't do, boy, this is going to be the one I know they on their necks. So, so you know. you're saying he's not gonna be coming out with two women on doll chains? No, there ain't gonna be none of. They gonna be like, how are you gonna smoke weed and we'll when we dropping players for smoke? That, that, you can't do that. You know, it just don't work. 
you, you know, the biatch. I'm, I'm shocked if they allow that. You know, I, it's just going to be very, I, I would bet you they'll be like, we don't want to have like overt, none of these crip stuff, blood stuff. Look, you know, they got to really tone that. This is not the environment for that. I'm saying One right thing, now, the game is not going to make a guest appearance. I'm saying it now. One thing that, you know, we have to understand here. Everybody in this lineup has one thing in common. Well, a lot of things in common, but one of the things they have in common, these are all millionaires. They're not about to fuck up their bag over something like this, well, trying to show out at the Super I mean, Bowl. Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. Yeah, they millionaires. <laughs> that was stupid. Okay. Especially coming off that. That was stupid. So these cats are like, look, I, they all know, look, we're being looked at. Let's not fuck it up. What what do they say in the Outcast video? You know, go out there, act like you got some sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. This would be the if if nothing else, this is the one for that. Because yeah, all even Eminem, like, don't get out there and start to spaz out and yeah, yep. and, and fuck that and fuck that Trump and don't don't no. do it. No. You know, I know they're, they're like, listen, you may get away with you ain't gonna never. Ever, ever, ever working this shit again. Because <laughs> you got too much, there's too much money on the line. There's too many bigger corporate, you know what I mean? Like, yes. then it's a, yeah, you will be blackballed. Or if we don't get you, uh, we're going to put out some story out on you and pull a, we're going to put a full package on you. So relax. <laughs> what did the, my man the, say? I didn't fly all the way over here in the middle seat for you to fuck up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, and I'm sure, like, so any of these special, yeah, your, your dad's Dillingers or who the other uh-uh. people y'all having, you better tell your people to tighten up. You know, I, you know, thinking of who I thought they, and I love Mary J. Blige, and maybe they have to have a singer on there, but I was surprised, uh, and maybe they're just not cool with them no more. I, I was surprised Fifty Cent wouldn't be up there. Because uh, to me, like in the club, yeah, yeah, and as yeah. big yeah. as he is, and he's from yeah. that camp, that I would, you know, I would be like, I could Maybe see, I could see them surprise. like taking. I could have saw, and I'm much respect to Kendrick Lamar, but I could have saw him not being there, and it was Fifty Cent. I think that would that package would have been like, okay, you got the big <laughs> dogs, and they all, you know what I mean. But. You know, I, I just thought of something too because uh, Eminem and Snoop both being on this, I guess they didn't squash whatever oh, yeah, issues yeah. that they had. Yeah, because I remember that was the last thing I remember. I just they weren't really going at it, but you know they was throwing little. I think dishes, Snoop so. has since said some good stuff about Eminem yeah, I mean, like that. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't nobody tripping on that. Okay, yeah, so that, yeah. that's too much money involved anyway. They tighten right. that up. One more quick anecdote about uh, Will Smith. The audio book length is 10 hours. That's average. That's average? For an audio book? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've never listened to one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, you say it was 400 pages. Yeah. Now, now, here's the other question. What do you think the over-under is that they'll do California Love? Or show something oh, to Tupac? Now, see, yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Because you said about the, the Nipsey thing. I actually don't think this is the place for that. I, I'm, not in the, I'm not an L.A. guy. I would think you would, if, if you were going to do that, it would be a Tupac if you did something like that. But 
I, I, I would assume they're going to do California Love. That's one of the bigger songs, but they only got like eleven minutes. Yeah, as well. So they're going to be doing this melodies, and of course, I'm sure they're going to have theatrics. You know, they're going to come out in a six fold drop top or something. It's it's going to be <laughs> over the top. You know, whatever they're doing. Uh, so it's going to be a good show. They they're going to go all out. We will not be hearing Jen and Juice. Nah, nah. Okay. nah. They, they they won't be having. They won't do. Uh, it ain't no fun. What <laughs> 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 if it just be- started out and just that first line? Maybe that'd be for just live audience, and they just <laughs> bust up to the crowd. Because I am quite, you know, I would be so surprised if they play that song that half the stadium will be singing it. Oh no, I, I think the whole stadium would go nuts like that. I mean, I'm just saying because I don't know the the amount of uh, fans that that get there that listen to hip hop, but oh, that's why I'm saying I, half. If you think the whole, I think okay. majority of people that that you remember that album it was one of the bigger albums of hip hop. Period. Okay. They know that shit word line. They know those songs, man. You'd be surprised. That being that being said, that should be like the intro, just the instrumental. That's what I'm saying. Them <laughs> coming out to it. <laughs> like we can't perform it, but we gonna give you a taste. And they just had the hologram and they when I met you last night, baby. Yes. Yes. I yes. I would have a heart attack. <laughs> It ain't no fun if the other team can't hang. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is the. Uh, I, I think, yeah, that is the song that probably everybody would want to see them perform. Books. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to do. You know, I'm uh, the next episode, I bet you they'll. Of course. Because I think yeah. all of. Well. Eminem's not on that one. Because I'm trying to even think what Dre songs can he. Oh, forgot about <laughs> Dre. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Actually, there's, there's still DRE. Forgot about Dre. Yeah, next gonna, episode. Yeah. But I'm like from the chronic. Like, yeah, I guess nothing, nothing but a G thing is cool. They, they, they they could, oh yeah, that would be. Again, Dre they only got 11 minutes. Day, probably not. And let me ride, maybe. Well, they got to do the hits for each one of those artists. <laughs> so so you said no NWA cuts? No. If, unless it's a, yeah, I would. Yeah, probably not. But I wouldn't no. be shocked if. They had Ice Cube walk on the stage. I wouldn't be shocked if 50 Cent walked on the stage or, you know what I mean? These unannounced sort of things. And maybe they they didn't even really say nothing, but they're all there. It's going to be a big deal. Ice Cube played at the Raider game halftime last week. Really? I understand he lit it up too. Yeah, I I could see, but all the points that Ant said, I could see why they might be like, we don't have no problem per se. Like if he stands on stage, you're gonna, but we're not going to have him be the face. I can see there be, could be some people higher up, but just like, no, no, he better not. <laughs> <laughs> he can be on stage and let him perform, but he won't be, the, he won't be the headline getting that check like that. And they just, and they on code and don't matter. Like, nope. No, he better no, not. He better not. <laughs> And then I'm Cuban and probably Cuban and them already know like, oh, we already know. Ain't no trip, Cube. You already you already know what it is. Because they're at that point in their career, it's like, yo, that's cool. Yeah. Now you catch these cats in like ninety one. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, they wouldn't even be allowed to. Yeah. Because you remember Cube back in the day, you know, the Jewish community, 
they was on his neck. Uh, what's that community? It was the, the group that they have, the Jewish... Uh, Anti Defamation League? Right. Yeah. Think, yeah, they was on Cube heavy. So they probably still some people that's just like forever on cold with it. And no. <laughs> and be at the golf course. Hey, Bob, you know, we're going to go ahead and have the rappers <laughs> do the uh, halftime this year. It's just, man, it's, it's a different world out there now. This is where the money's at. And, you know, uh, <laughs> Rakowski in the back. He, you talking about Ice Cube? <laughs> No. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I mean, this is a great business move. We're going to make billions on it. No. Back in 1990, he was with the Minister Fair. You can make the money on the front, on the back end with him, but face of it, never. Who's next? <laughs> and don't give a fuck about it. They're not mad and ain't going to protest. No. <laughs> you better believe it. No. I'm picturing the golf course. <laughs> these cats with these like loud plaid yeah. pants. <laughs> it's just like no. Now is your ball boy gonna get the uh, the hole? <laughs> Where are we going after this? Talking. To hey, me Bob. About, <laughs> yeah. Talking to me about some movie, y'all. You know. Okay. No, that's oh. I'm I'm going to tell you. Anyway. <sighs> oh. Oh, man, but it's gonna be a Super Bowl to remember. I, shit, I'm gonna even watch this one. Like, I, I want to see this. You know, what do they have last year? Oh, the weekend. What a what a big difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. They had to do something big after sucked. that. Cause that was like going. That, 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 that wasn't it. That wasn't it at all. No, no. <laughs> like, who would they have gotten this year if they didn't do this? Like, who's you the, know? I'm gonna go. Oh, they would have got ah. This would have been ah. Little Nas X. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Nah, no. I can't see no. that. They would have no. got a little Nas X. No. They were like, you can, you can come out for one song, no. one song only, old town road, then you gone. And get the hell off the stage, and <laughs> we're going to watch what you're wearing. His ass. Oh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> that's what it gets. That see, there ain't really, that's why I'm like, who would they get then? Because they ain't really, who else is big? Like, that's not great, you know. I don't think with last year's, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I don't think the weekend was big enough to, you know, to I don't think it was either. I didn't know none of his oh. music. Okay, I was expecting to get blowback. <laughs> it's not just me. I know he's big, but I'm just like, in terms of he ain't that big. mainstream yeah. general audience, I would have no. known nothing about it. I know my mom and him know nothing about it. But at least everybody knows. And this is, a, and I think this is a different demographic because now a lot of older people now were younger back then. You're gonna know Dr. Dre is you. Even the old folks are gonna know who Snoop is, whether or not they really know his music. He is just a piece of pop culture to me. Like everyone knows who Snoop Dogg is, and of course they're gonna know who Eminem is. And I think Mary J can bring in. It's gonna bring in a certain you know fan base as well, but. Yeah, I don't know who they would have got, who they would have gotten uh, that they haven't done before. And there's not too many legacy acts that you could get now, right? Like who, who would be an older group that would still warrant something like that? Kiss, maybe. 
Interesting. Because they already did Aerosmith, and I think the Rolling Stones, they got... They, wait, did the Rolling Stones? I think they already had the Rolling Stones, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know Bruce Springsteen. They already did Madonna. Prince. But he, sorry, he's dead, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I think Kiss already did it. Hmm. I think. I could be wrong. Yeah, it's just like, they'd have to go like, and you know, I don't know if these guys, you know, Billy Joel or... Uh, Oh, what's my other guy's name? I'm sure he's done it before. Elton John could do Elton it. Elton John, I don't know if he's done it already. Paul McCartney's done it. Yeah. He has? Yeah, he did it way back. It. Yeah. He did. They're not going to go get like a pro jam. Them, them, them groups ain't no. really popping like that. No. Yeah. I think no. the, the really big one left is, uh, in my opinion, is Rihanna. And maybe huh? Kanye. Yeah, Rihanna. I can see her with somebody. Yeah. But by, by herself. I could see a Kanye, but I think because he's so unpredictable. Wacky, exactly. I don't know if they, they would want to risk that, but I could see that. He's a big... He's a big Wait, guy. I need to go back. Why not Rihanna? To me, I put Rihanna... I know, I know more of her, but I would put her in the same thing as The Weeknd. I think she's bigger than The Weeknd, but me personally, I don't know none of... I may know one of her songs, but... I just don't think she's that big. But, I mean, I think she would be big enough to be up there with somebody else. It would be Rihanna uh, and another artist. I'm sorry to have to disagree. No, I think another, another big one is uh, Drake. No. I could see, as much as The Weeknd could be up there, I could see Drake. I think yeah. Drake is bigger than The Weeknd. Yeah. But, but I, would, I would still be like, nah. But I could see that. See that. It'd be corny if I could see that. <laughs> I'm <clears throat> <laughs> well, let's take a commercial break because one. Of, this is one of the people that's going to be on the Super Bowl. I don't know if she'll do this song, but it would be interesting. If an officer stops you, always be polite. You guys hear that? And never yeah. ever run away. Yep. Promise, Mama, you'll keep your hands inside. Yeah. Is it a gun? Is it a knife? Is it a wallet? This is your life. It ain't no secret. It ain't no secret. No secret, my friend. You can get killed just for living in your American skin. Oh. That was the classic uh, Mary J. Blige sings to Hillary Clinton performance. Where's the chicken song? <laughs> <laughs> That's another big hit. Uh, man, you have to see the visual of that. That's just still a classic to me. I don't know what Mary was thinking. And then to end it with that super... Nice. Hillary's face is just like, stop. <laughs> Like, do I really have to listen to this? <laughs> I didn't do anything to these people. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um, on that note, <clears throat> actually, wait are we are we still doing no, go music? Ahead. No, you can go ahead. I wanted to take a moment and acknowledge the retirement of David Lee Roth, which was announced yesterday. David Lee Roth was the original singer for Van Halen. Uh, left the band, came back to the band, 
and he has announced that he's doing five shows in January, and that's that's it. And you mentioned earlier about the legacy acts. Now that David Lee Roth has stepped down, there's one more gone, and um, the youngins, y'all got to step it up now. There's there's a void out there. Somebody's got to come in there and fill it. Show me what you've got. Right. All right. Um. Let's see what else get into oh real quick maybe someone knows the more scoop of this what is this thing about uh denzel washington i don't know anything about it <laughs> the lady's name is ellen uh, from gray's gray's anatomy oh, God, yeah, yeah. Right. ellen pompeo yeah yeah all i know is that he came on the direct and there was some beef and i don't know shit about it what makes the story interesting is that she chose to tell this story I don't know. She did this on her podcast. I don't know if she believed that this was something empowering. But when you hear her recall it, you're just left thinking, like, why are you tripping? She tells the story that he came on as a guest director. And in uh, the middle of one of the scenes that he was directing, I guess there must have been a pause in, uh, in shooting. And she went over to one of the uh, co-stars and started giving them instructions. And Denzel Washington saw this and told her to stop and said, I'm the director. And by her own words, she then proceeded to just go off on him, saying, hey, motherfucker, you're you're just new here. You don't even know where the bathroom. This is my show. And And to me, I'm what? like, you're really telling, why are you telling the story? I believe it was something about, have you ever had any type of rough interaction with anyone on the show or, uh, or just in general in shooting? And this was the story that she decided to recall. And for me, hearing that story, I'm thinking, this isn't a good look for you. And Black Twitter decided to let her know how much of a bad look this was as they went in on her. When was this? Was this recent? This was 2016, I believe she said. I got First of all, the bottom line here is uh, I'm Denzel. You are, you are in a TV show that you don't own. I believe Shonda Rhimes owns this show. But again, I'm Denzel. On my mantle, there are not one, but two Oscars. What have you ever done? Sit down, shut the fuck up. Shit. Yeah, it was 2016. I'm looking at it. I'm going to read some of this here, if this makes any sense. Uh, And I, this is the show Grey's Anatomy. I will admit, I have never seen an episode of this. I know of the show. I've heard of it over the years, obviously. But Mike, it's set in your town, man. Come on now. Really? I oh God! You're killing me, man. Well, I never seen it, so I, I didn't know that. But I don't know. It just doesn't look like it. Probably is a great show. It must be a great show because I remember people would be hardcore about it back in the day. So I'm not we'll, shit. We'll on talk the show. off air. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit. She says this is a good Denzel story. I think she's she's on a podcast or something. I don't know if it was her. Yeah, she has her own podcast. Okay. Uh, and she's. Re- uh, she begins before recalling how they had gone at it on the set. She gave another actor direction without consulting Denzel first. 
quote, the other actor made this choice to speak very softly. Ellen recalled and Meredith was pissed that she had to sit there and listen to this apology and he wasn't looking at her in the eye. I guess she's talking about the characters. So I yelled at him. I was like, look at me when you apologize. Look at me, she said. And that was when, and that wasn't in the dialogue. And Denzel went ham on my ass. It's very interesting words that she's using here. Uh, Denzel was like, I am the director. Don't you tell him what to do. And I was like, like you said, listen, motherfucker. Now, look. <laughs> I assume she's a lead actor on this show. Yeah. And they must have guest directors. And this time they have Denzel, Academy Award winning Denzel Washington. Listen, mother, you talk to a grown ass man, and I assume there's other people here. Right? The dynamics of this conversation are important, in my opinion. So this is a crowded set. Listen, motherfucker, this is my show. This is my set. Who you telling? Like, you barely know where the bathroom is. Strip away Denzel Washington. This is you at a workplace. And you're the one they have to come in and supervise. And one of the employees is saying this to you in front of the other employees. And you're a man. I mean, you're even a woman, but it's just. I'd be like, I laugh. At first, I would laugh. I'd be like, <laughs> you got me fucked up. I'd be like, she got me fucked up. <laughs> oh. Oh, my goodness. Then she went on to recall informing Denzel's wife, who was visiting the Grace set the same day about the argument that had unfolded. And then his wife came to this to set to visit. I was not talking to Denzel. I was mad at him. I told his wife that he yelled at me today and I'm not okay with him and I'm not looking at him and I'm not talking to him. First of all, why, why are you going to the wife? You know what? You just talk down, talk this man in front of everybody. And I know the card she's pulling. It's in the workspace. I know the card she's trying to pull. This, this brother here, he's accomplished. He's a titan in the industry and he's in, and he's in control over you. And he, he corrected you. In public as he should. Because that's his job. And you don't like that. How dare this. Uh, how dare this uppity. Black man. Tell me. What to do. Here. And matter of fact. I'm done with you. I'm going to go talk to your mama. Your wife. <laughs> like, like he ain't. Like you really ain't shit. I'm going to go tell your mama. Yeah, there's a lot of funny style shit going on. And it's very interesting that she, like you said, that she told this story, which even really goes up to hammer in. Look at how I, you know, I stood him down and he tried to come at me. And I'm, you know what I mean? Like it, the, the telling of the story reinforces the privileged bullshit that she pulled in person. Because, you know what I mean? Like, why would you talking? And the thing, I don't think she realized, but you're talking about Denzel Washington. I'm going to listen to the podcast when we get off the air because 
I didn't know this was five years ago. I can't get, you know, indignant about something from five years ago, <clears throat> especially when apparently no one else knew about it until she brought up on her own podcast. Idiot. And you're you know, talking so, about one of the greatest stand up cats in the game. You're not oh, talking yeah. about you're not oh, yeah. talking about just some little this ain't, you know, who, some other little bullshit actor that you could probably clown on. You're talking so about the man. Oh, wow. What, you know, <laughs> but you're not talking about you're talking about Denzel. That'd be like if that would be like if uh, I don't even know. What's what's the, la- the lady's name from the show uh, that uh, what was that Fox show about the music industry? Black oh, Family. Empire? And, but what's the what's the young lady that's the star of that? Taraji P. Henson. That'd be like Taraji P. Henson telling some story about they had a guest director of Robert De Niro came on there and then she was, listen, motherfucker. You don't think they would be like, they would they would be like, You're done. You're not you're not gonna be clowning talking crazy to De Niro. He's a Titan. You wouldn't, she wouldn't even tell that story because she'd get canceled if she told that story. Like, you're going to talk if it was Tom Hanks. And I said, Tom Hanks, listen, motherfucker. They'd be like, no, you're done. <laughs> That's Tom Hanks. You tripping. So I, and, and that's why she's getting to me. That's why she's getting a backlash that she probably didn't understand. And and I and I've come to found out this lady's married to a, a black man. Yeah. So ain't no telling in hell how she talked to him. You gonna keep it The more I think about this, is so ridiculous. Yes. This, and this, the is, thing, this is a like, lot of story. And like people are wondering, you like, know, okay, I can't believe Denzel just took that. Yada yada yada. My thing is, is a couple of things. We don't know what happened after that. Right. Two, <clears throat> this is Denzel Washington, who's probably commanding fifteen to twenty million dollars per per picture. I, he probably, like you were saying, Mike, he probably looked at her like, for real? <laughs> like, I, like I'm doing my homegirl Debbie Allen a favor. I don't need this, especially from you. So he, he probably just was like, whatever. I'll just go ahead and get this credit. And he on. probably un- Denzel's not dumb, man. You ever hear him talk? He understands the game. He would never tell a story like this. Nope. Even if it happened, and I'm sure that probably may have happened, he's not going to be out here. Let me air her out. He knows how that would play. That's why you don't never see him in no fuck shit. Right. What was that other mm-hmm. uh, lady, white lady, trying to come Keurig? in? Yeah, it's the same card, man. She was aggressive towards me in this interview. I forgot what, what was that about. Yeah, she could try mm-hmm, to he say he was aggressive. Uppity, you know, how dare you try to have power over me? Help! Are you threatening me? <laughs> this was the I am threatening me card. That's all it was. It just backfired on us. DNA. But yeah, Denzel, that's why Denzel, you don't never see him in no do, no dumb shit. He's a solid dude. He and he understands what, what his place in this situation. And that's and why did, they be mad at him. What's the other? I think I he was in the movie with the one chick with that was married to Brad Pitt. Oh, uh, what's it? Is it Jolie or Jolie? I believe that she was 
mad because there were some kissing scenes that they had. And he said, he told him take that out the movie. He's mad about that because yeah, he already know. Like, nah, y'all not gonna get me on. Nah, you know I know how that'll play. I'm cool. I'm gonna just be on some respectable straight man. You know what I mean? His whole style is respect. And what's interesting is that when this came out, like you didn't hear anybody else come throw Denzel Washington under the bus. That didn't say, yeah, you know, on this occasion he did this, or or another director or another uh, female actor, you know, because he's directed three movies. And nobody was quick to run out and say, hey, yeah, I got some stories about Denzel and this, that, and the other, like it was with, uh, in my opinion, Six Months Too Late with uh, Joss Whedon. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about Denzel. That's all. It, it, to me, she's on, she's on her Sinead O'Connor. That's, that's cool. Yeah. You, cool. You certain people, you know, certain people, we ain't going to let you get like that. And and Denzel is one of them. <laughs> you're gonna get dragged. They're not. You're not. He's he put in too much work. He means too much. You're not gonna be able to. to listen, motherfucker, and all that. Stop it. <laughs> and what's worse is the story she tells. You don't sound. It doesn't sound like okay. What did he do wrong? Yeah, Sorry, she's, just, I, she's telling the story of how. Listen, how I stood up to this black guy. They're not. They don't control me. And he's not going to tell me what to do. Matter of fact, I'm done. I'm only going to talk to the, I guess, talk to his wife. His, you know what I mean? It's, this man ain't over me type of shit. Uh, it's not. That's, and that's not how you do it. That's what I say. Just, just look at how she did it. She tried to play him out in front of people and talk crazy to him. And he's the boss at this situation. And look how she was talking. I'm curious what was his reaction after, like what what happened afterwards. They can't fire her person. Obviously, he's the star of the show, but I know he was like, nah, this ain't it. Like, how, you're not going to talk to me, goofy, and try to dress me, in, under, dress me down in front of you. Nah. <laughs> That's, this, this whole story is wild. I, do. I, I, I want Denzel's wife. I wonder what she thought about that. You don't get the fuck out of my face. She's like, you, you let Oh, bitch, I'll slap you. <laughs> I'm not my husband. I, I don't I'm Listen, I'm, I'm joking. I don't know what. She, she <laughs> probably that. was like, you lucky I'm at my man's job. Right. Because any other place, I the dog watch you. <laughs> uh, stop it. Stop it. What's her name? Ellen? Ellen Pompeo. Pompeo. I ain't never heard of Sit down. Sit down. Just be gone and do your little. Is this the show? You said this show is by Shonda Rhimes? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> this is what put Shonda on the map. I already, I already get it. Wow. <laughs> I already get what's going on. <laughs> wow. Are you, saying this, are you saying she got an issue with the system being yep. in control? So it's probably, <laughs> yeah, I already get it. I get it. I don't, here, other, I don't know about that. Here come this other. <laughs> here come this yeah. other uppity. Bo- he gonna tell him this is my house. No yeah. way. You, you know, you're reaching now, man. I might be reaching, but I, I, this is how I choose to reach. 
after my 50 something years and the way my tent tainted view is i get it i get it <laughs> i may not be i may be totally wrong but i get it yeah you reach it. <laughs> <laughs> all right any other things y'all want to talk about yeah are you kidding? <clears throat> say that again i said are you kidding we got what if episode eight? Oh yeah okay go ahead go ahead <sighs> Oh, oh, here you go. Start it off. I'm going to grab a water. Just start it off. Go ahead. First off, do not listen to what Mark said. That was a dope as fuck (laughs) episode. It took us back to Avengers Age of Ultron, where instead of the Avengers preventing Ultron from getting into the vibranium body that would become Vision, Ultron got in it. And he started wrecking shit. He beat down the Avengers and just decided this was taking over the world. We are in a post Age of Ultron era uh, world where Ultron has all of these different drones and we are left with Black Widow and Hawkeye to try to, try yeah. to save the world. Yeah, we got right a problem I was there. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this ain't going to go well right there. Captain America, yeah. Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, all gone. And we got Hawkeye and and uh, Black Widow. But to, to me, and I know this is why Mark is really pissed off, is because that after Ultron did win the, the world, who should come through a portal? But Thanos with five, yeah, with five of the Infinity Stones. And... Ultron sees this, I guess recognizes it as a great power source and proceeds to use the Mind Stone to slice Thanos in half from head to, what do you call that, to groin? So tell me why you hate it, even though I thought that was like, damn! Alright, let's just get down to it. First of all, there is first of all, Vision slash Ultron in the Vision's body, whatever you want to call it, he's a fucking toaster. He is animated by the Mind Stone. He does not control the Mind Stone. So thus, he can't use the Mind Stone. Having said that, no way on in any universe does a gassed up vision take out Thanos, who has the rest of the stones, and just slices and dices them? That's bullshit. There's no way. Well, no I mean, way to that be happens. fair, what we saw in... Uh, Infinity War was Thor almost took him out with the uh, axe to the chest. Ultron ain't Thor. Well, he had an Infinity Stone, so nah. okay, he had a stone, and Ultra, and Thanos had the rest of them. Well, he probably was no way for that. Either way, it was a dope scene for me. <laughs> I don't care what Mark said. And then we got the other part of that of Ultron going from world to world, destroying Asgard, destroying Sakaar, destroying um oh my god, what's the Nova Corps planet? Xandar. 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 And then when <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought it's hilarious. When the watcher was doing his little soliloquy about how uh, Ultron realized that there's nothing left and Ultron heard him and he's like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> that was hilarious. And you know it was a black man voicing that thing because he's like, oh shit, I know that. Again, no way does even a gassed up vision Ultron 
take the Watcher. He had the, the Watcher runs with the Watcher runs with Galactus. No. Now the one thing that was cool <clears throat> about this episode. Oh, the one. Okay. No, no, the one. After you know, the Watcher got his hat handed to him. Damn. Over several you know realities, he ends up in the purple dimension with Doctor Strange. That's cool. Because the purple dimension is something from the books that is like from the early Ditko run. And that's where Doctor Strange is hiding. And if you look at Strange, I don't know what they did to him, but he looks a little sinister. So we're going to see how it, how it wraps up next week. Did you watch that episode with Doctor Strange? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Doctor went, Doc went nuts. And they're like, Doc, you can't do it. I can do it. Okay, Doc, can't do this. And he kept doing it. The other thing that was an Easter egg as he as uh, Ultron was punching the Watcher through several realities, one of the worlds was Mustafar. Was that real? Yeah. Yeah. That's a headbuster to me. Yes. I'm going to ask, what's that's Mustafar? A that's a Star Mustafar. Wars planet. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, they that's own it all, so why well, not? I know, but man, that, that opens the door like a motherfucker. What, it's the world where uh, Anakin got cut up and where he established his uh, castle, I guess. They showed it was a, uh, there was a red planet with a bunch of lava and this, uh, this uh, building in the background. And they showed it up against, uh, I think it was episode three as well as Rogue One. It was the same castle. And it was like, whoa. Okay. Man, that's, that's somebody. Star Wars is canon? In yeah, MCU? that's somebody in the back room of Marvel laughing, counting their money. Ha! <laughs> we about to get paid. Let us sync those up. That's going to be crazy. I will say this. I, I watched that episode. The animation, fantastic. My God, to me, that looks so dope. Just the presentation of this. Incredible. I thought the premise of this story was fun. I thought there was a lot of kick-ass moments in this episode. And like you mentioned, when they was punching them through the different world, I was like, wow, well, that's quite ingenious. Very cool. Some of parts of it, I didn't understand what was going on after a while, but I just thought it was dope. And now I can see how all of these episodes, I guess, are all telling, going to you know, conclude together in some big story or something. So I'm excited to see what, what it is. I don't, I think these episodes are just too short. It's the same thing I have with all of them. They get interesting and then oh, it's yeah. over. Definitely too short. I, I don't like that. And hopefully the next season they can change that. But uh, you know, it, it was it's 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 fun. Not a lot of it makes sense to me. I was I actually thought that the Watcher was going to call Galactus or something, and that was how they were going to have a fight at the end with Galactus or something. But I'm curious to see. I guess they'll have all the Avengers are going to team up to take them down. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It's well. I, I thought this what if was going to be uh, different. I'm talking about just the series in general. I thought it was going to be a, a, a better than it is, but it's cool. I, it's not as good as I had assumed this what if thing was going to be, in my personal opinion. Some of these that's episodes crap. are stellar. Some of these are not that good, but no, that's cool. Look, it's all about the MCU, and I get that because that's where the money is for now. But when you have the what if idea... You have decades of books to pull from. Yeah. There's more to the Marvel Universe than just this. That's why I don't care for it. 
Yeah, I just I, I like when they don't try to replicate the movies at least. Like and that's why some of the earlier ones I didn't like they're just retelling of the movies from a different perspective. That's that's boring. But these different stories to me are great. It's just man, they they don't have enough time to tell them. I don't know if you watched this whole thing as one would it run differently, but like I didn't even watch the Thor one. The previous one. It's like, eh. Oh, that was garbage. Oh yeah, yeah I'm cool. I'm cool on it. Wow. That That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> it just looked like it's more Ragnarok. I'm cool on it. Look, the whole surfer idiot beach clod party boy Thor is A not fucking Thor. There it is. Hey, man, let's go to Earth and party. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is for some people, that is Thor to some people. That's, the, that's how they were introduced to him, for better or for worse. But yeah, I hear you. Oh, uh, real quick, we did this on the Discord. And I'm just answer. I, didn't, I don't know what Ampoo's going to say. Who would win in a battle? Between the first movie Avengers and the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, easy. Zack Snyder's Justice League. <clears throat> Easily, in my opinion. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I mean, first off, you got Hawkeye and Black Widow. Respect. But Batman mopping the floor with both of them. Easy. Can we all agree on that? I well, shit, I would say Superman no. or Wonder Woman would take both no. of those down in a second. They wouldn't even no, no, right, no sense right. even no, wasting just... Batman on. <laughs> Batman can be can be got because Hawkeye can get him from from a distance. That's the key. Batman can get with Hawkeye what? from a distance. Hawkeye can get Superman with what? Oh, Superman! Forget it. What you said, yeah. Batman. He right. ain't doing shit against Superman. Uh, so yeah, um, and then you got. Uh, Superman versus Thor is a good one, as well as um, who else is there? Superman loses. I don't know. You're talking to me, MCU. Thor and Wonder Woman are the equals. They're both magic characters. Thank you. That's why Superman loses. Okay, fine. Wonder Woman versus Thor. I, Thor I would give that takes to Thor. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yes. Superman versus Hulk. Superman. Uh, then you got Aquaman versus. What? Who's that? See, oh, damn, there's no, there's no Captain answer America, for Aquaman. America easily. Please, come on, man. That's not a fair fight. Aquaman's <laughs> beating Captain it's America. supposed to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I will, because I've been hearing both sides of this. I will say Cyborg versus Iron Man is a draw. I've been hearing some Cyborg. Wash Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man would shut him down. No, he wouldn't. Immediately. That's why I say it's no, a draw because not. I'm hearing both sides of it. Uh, <laughs> Cyborg has access to all of the internet. Tony Stark is a freaking genius that probably can fight and figure out contingency plans. And then you got Flash versus who else is out there? Thor, Iron Man, Hawk. Flash wash all of them personally. No, not this Flash. Not this oh, Flash. flash. Why not? Did you see Justice League Flash? If the Justice League, if they lost, just as he did in the movie, he's just going to oh. run back in time and do it all. So they can't win. That's what I'm saying. We're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Flash is a beast. Okay, okay, okay. Flash can be beaten. Deathstroke did it. 
Deathstroke took the whole chest of We're talking about Negros. the movies. Ain't nothing about the comics. Okay. All, that's all that's all Flash brings to it is the is the duel. Bro. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he's he speed force. You know, he, he ain't impressing me in the fight. Well, it's, it's not that's all he that's the Achilles heel of it all. <laughs> <laughs> they not gonna lose. <laughs> so that's they lose. That it's not that's all he brings. That's what he's that's what the character is. That's okay, what I'm saying. Okay. Don't matter if they beat him or not. <clears throat> He's just gonna rewind it and, and they'll beat him. Well, actually, let me take that back. Thor versus the Justice, uh, the Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman. I, yeah, I got Thor winning that. I'm sorry. This Wonder Woman just doesn't. This Wonder I mean, Woman. This Wonder Woman will wash Thor. What? I'm gonna tell you why. Because this Wonder Woman is playing to kill at all times. This Are Thor you is sure? not. Did you see what she did in the movie? Chop that nigga's head off. Which one are you talking about? The the, the Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. With, that was the God of War, right? No, that was uh, the the dude from Death Side, Dark Side's dude. What's his name? Uh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf chopped his head off and threw it back into the portal. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she was like, let's go. <laughs> Remember, he was being thrown through the portal and let him go. She was like, nah, take his head off. I want them to understand. I'm not playing. This Wonder Woman is a beast. Did you see her scene where she took out she, them bank robbers? She killed them dudes, man. They were civilians. They was regular humans. She bodied them, killed them. She's not playing. I'm just, because the last image I remember her is her having all kind of problems with Cheetah. So that was just kind of like. But see, and we're talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're not talking about the Wonder Woman movie. We ain't talking about the other Avengers movie. We're talking about first movie Avengers, Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's it. Not the other movies. You see, you're seriously limiting what I can do well, with that <laughs> premise, but okay. That's that's the premise. Damn, okay. Zack Snyder wasn't a producer on Wonder Woman 84 because I was going to be like, well, actually. Actually, he was. Okay. Oh. That's neither here nor there. Him and his wife produced all those movies. Mm, I don't know about that. They one show day. his name in the credits at the very beginning. No, no, I'm saying I don't know about that Wonder Woman then, because that if that's his Wonder Woman, I didn't say that's his looking. Wonder Woman. I'm just saying he produced the movie. I mean, he had to pull over that. But we're not talking about that movie, so it don't matter. Wow, I'm talking about okay. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I still, I still got Thor. I'm sorry, I still. Got I, Thor. I, I mean, I could give. I could. Thor is <laughs> not no no lightweight. Let's be clear. I'm not saying. I'm just. I just think Wonder Woman's a way more vicious character. The way she's written in his movie, he was killing killing cats. Thor's not killing people. He cut off uh, Thanos' head later, but this Thor in the first movie, nah, he ain't he ain't built like that. he's still happy go lucky. <laughs> Same with Batman. He ain't playing. That's the Batman that's killing nigga. He, <laughs> I don't know if. The Avengers ain't to that level yet <laughs> where they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Same with Superman. You saw how he got down in the movie? They ain't playing, man. Now, Infinity War Avengers, that'd be a problem. Scarlet Witch. What well, problem to who? Oh, to the no, Scarlet Clinton? Witch. I'm thinking, I think you said Black Widow. Oh, <laughs> Black Widow slapped. They slapped the shit out of her. She's like, oh, <laughs> shit. 
Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Black Black Panther would uh, just model Black Panther would be a problem. Yeah, he'd be a problem. They're like, this is what you bring? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, <laughs> Black Panther would wake out the would wake up the inner white supremacist out of Bruce Wayne because <laughs> he was getting beat so bad. Fucking nigga. Like, Whoa! Batman! I know you're wow. mad, but slow that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> it was like, like the hell you didn't. He's like, the president of my company is a black. Come on. <laughs> a slip on the tongue. I was just so upset. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Scarlet Witch and Vision definitely would give the, the Justice League a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doctor but, Strange I mean, would give them a problem. They'd be old. Well, is Doctor Strange technically an Avenger, or is he just in the middle mm. of something? Good point. Well, good point. Yeah, well, all of them cats from Infinity War, they are Washington. <laughs> I don't know about Washington, but it'd be a big, it'd be a better fight. Well, yeah, I mean, Superman's still a problem. Technically, Doctor Strange is a defender, but they fucked that all up. And you know, there's no Hawk either, because you know he's acting like a little scared, happy bitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I'm saying, really, the Hulk would get body. If you saw, I mean, maybe in the first movie, well, I don't know what happened between when he come across an opponent that really put it on him, he bitches out. That's just that's MCU. That's facts. <laughs> That's how they did him. He was the badass Hulk. That Hulk represented that nigga that snap, that go crazy. You know, oh, don't get that nigga met. He's the Stacy, you know, shermed up. You know, he represents that wild. But here, here they were like, nah, we can't have that type of character. Let him get a two piece, three piece. He's done. He forever hold up. He's a bitch. Come out. No. When they do that in the books, Mark. Uh, no, <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah, I think Aquaman would wash him. I'm saying that. I can't. I can't go against it. <laughs> Hulk, we need you, buddy. No, I'm scared. What did I mean? What did Robert Downey say? You should have had. They had like a black Hulk. It was a black David Banner. Like, come on, come on, man. No, ain't this a bitch you bitch made? Oh, <laughs> hate your little faggot. I was in character. Whole, whole platform go down. <laughs> yeah, this was the moment Mike lost it all. <laughs> See how it happens? You lose your whole shit just like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amp, uh, uh, Anthony K- Kennedy, can we see you in HR? <laughs> <laughs> Were you, in fact, uh, in attendance when they said <sighs> that word on the podcast? <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lord. Oh, I will not be speaking for the remainder of the show. <laughs> I condemn the words. <laughs> yeah, you have to come out right now and say you condemn it. Only saving grace. <laughs> I will remain here so that I can set them straight if it ever happens again. 
Yeah, just cut that part out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm saying yeah, black black David Banner, he was pissed. Bitch, man. Hey, this is a bitch. I, and then he nigga did he did this shit last night with the uh the black widow. We were supposed to put it down on her. <laughs> black widow was ready to give it up. But she said, I wanted that Hulk D. You gotta bring the Hulk D now. I was like, Are you ready to get it in, Hulk? No! My shit wouldn't grow. I was like, it's a bitch. Wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord. We have a Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a Hulk, but he's now being a punk. Okay. <laughs> they should, that's what they should have the reenactment part, you know, when they go back in Infinity War and. And he goes, we have a Hulk, but it was the, the Loki that had already seen the future. He's like, we have a Hulk. That bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, he won't be doing anything. <laughs> He's a little bitch. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, they, yeah, they did the Hulk dirty, didn't they? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> So I ain't got no movies. I like how you had the the, the Wakandan action. He's a little beach. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my goodness. But uh, uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, that's who would win in that battle. Th- I think there was something else we forgot to talk about. Or, was there another topic? Um, There's something that just popped into my head late last night. I, want, <clears throat> I think we need to get into a little bit. And this is uh this is serious. Um in Texas, I don't know how much you guys are following the news. Uh in Texas there is a new law that restricts abortion. And the new law allows for a private individual to sue anyone involved with <clears throat> performing or assisting an abortion. The problem with the law from a constitutional standpoint is it is written to absolve the local governments of Texas of any responsibility. So people can't say that, quote, the state of Texas is doing this. These are personal lawsuits that are going to happen. That's a problem. That's going to be heard by the Supreme Court once somebody actually tests it. But more to the point, uh, there is a law in Mississippi that is going to be tested Monday by the Supreme Court. And Mississippi is making no bones about it. Their their attorney general has said, look, the voters should decide whether or not abortion is legal. So that, and a woman said this, that attorney general is essentially saying that everybody in their state has, should have the right to tell women what to do with their bodies. They're trying to overturn Roe, and I am not a big political pundit, as we all know, but this shit is serious now. Because of the current makeup of the Supreme Court, this is serious. And whatever side a person is on on that given debate, it's about to uh, get looked at real closely for for the first time in 20 or 30 years. Keep an eye on that. So just so I'm clear, it's it's illegal to get an abortion in that state? In Texas mm-hmm. or Mississippi? I'm sorry, in Texas. In Texas, is it illegal, quote unquote, yeah. as in against the law? 
No. But what happens is if someone does it, anyone, any private person, it could be Joe Blow from around the corner, can sue them in court for damages. Damages to who? To them. Even if they had nothing to do with it? They had nothing to do with it. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> and there's a doctor now who did an abortion last week, I believe, mm. is now being sued by someone. And the key here is the person suing him is in favor of abortions, but he's suing the doctor in order to get the case heard in court to get it through the channels and up to the Supreme Court. Yeah, That's I'd be curious on. to hear, like, <clears throat> I guess, like if you sued them, how would you prove damages to yourself? Exactly. Exactly. So it'd be like, you'd be wasting all this money to go to court, but you don't, exactly. you're not going to win. <laughs> and the key here is, you know, the way it's written, like the uh, the local lawmakers and government government people in in place, they're not on the hook. So because it's written so that the government isn't saying you can or can't. It's written to say to allow a private person to sue people. So the state can essentially say, "Hey, we got nothing to do with it. This is between private folks. This is not a this is not a state action." Hmm. And it's sneaky as fuck. So I'm kind of curious where where the Supreme Court's going to stand on both of these issues. It's it's very odd. <laughs> I would be like, okay, go ahead and sue me. Just so you know, I'm going to counter sue your ass for a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. dragging me to court. So when you lose yours, <clears throat> be ready to pay me. That's right. <laughs> you still want to go through with it? <laughs> and this is the same state. I'm going back to Texas. This is the same state that recently announced... Oh, you don't need to have any license to carry guns. Fuck it. There's Dodge City out here. Mm. That's wild, man. This just, just reminds me of something I wanted to bring up. And I know Aunt Pooh saw this already. This reminds me of, because uh, I just watched The Forever Purge. Mm. And I think it takes place in Texas. Uh, and it, yeah, Texas beyond some other shit <laughs> in real life. And even in that movie, that was that, that movie was excellent. It was excellent. Had me cheering, laughing, shaking my head. Uh, it's a very ironic movie. Uh, I see why certain people were mad as hell at that movie. Didn't think it was no good. <laughs> uh, I thought it was brilliant. Brilliant satire. That's how I looked at it. It was satire. But very is, it, <clears throat> is it a movie that you need to have seen the prior Purge movies to watch? Because I've not seen you'll, any you'll You'll understand it better, and it's part of the lore. It'd be like asking, do you need to watch another Marvel movie to get it? You could watch it on its own. It's going to explain what's going on without you seeing it. It's particularly if you watch it in current daytime and watch this, I think it plays very well. You can get it. But I think the other movies sort of add to it. Uh, that's my opinion. Ampoo, what do you think? Okay, so I, when I first saw it, I said, Mike, I, it's a, I think it was like 20-minute mark. You're going to lose your mind when you see what happened. When they were on the farm and those, I, I'm going to call them the, the white nationalists came on there and started bucking down the family for hiring those illegals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't tell the audience what happened next. Well, no, I, I'm trying to remember what part you're talking about specifically. I'm talking about when the immigrants... 
I think they were illegal too, Latinos. They saw this and all of a sudden they started running and bucking. I was like, see, that's why y'all, some of y'all gonna die. That ain't got shit to do with you. Why the fuck you going in there going to save white daddy? That's their problems. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. now that you see, yeah. I well, I, well, see, my I thing is, it's an American-made movie. And it ain't, it's already, I already know they're not going to have the Mexicans being super real about it. They're going to, they're still going to go, let's go say, you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because otherwise it would, the movie would have been over though. Because they'd be like, first of all, they would have stopped that part. They wouldn't have stopped that part. And then all of the carrying them around. And who's this people? Oh, they with the, nah, it would have been on, on cold. No Bendecos. Off the top, you go your own way. You know what I mean? We're we're not even gonna be grouping up, going on no group mission, and none of that. Fuck that. I'm sorry. No what? (laughs) And they say that in the movie, right? The the classic part at the end. I know that's what I said. I know the Mexican (sighs) theaters was in our upper. I know. I'm sorry, because even as a black person, when I saw them run out there to help save them, I was like, "The fuck you doing? That's that's white on white crime. They ain't got nothing to do with us." <sighs> but you know, like you said, it was for the film. It was for the film. No pendejo. <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta watch this now. <laughs> you know, it's a great B. B movie <sighs> premise. Uh, you know, do you know what the purge is? Big sex isn't like that the you like? Yeah, you like get a twenty four hours to go absolutely nuts and anything goes. Yeah, for the most part. Um, you know, it, and it always that's what I never understood. They say you know, all crime is legal for like a twelve hour period or something, but they only focus on people murdering people. And I'm like, if that was the real dope purge movie, would be like. Why would I spend my time murdering? I'm going to hit all the banks. Mm-hmm. We got the we about to get a lick lick. Like, why would you be trying to kill if everything is legal? Then you're not. It's not looting. It's come up day. Like, they should. You know what I mean? Like, it's not illegal for me to bust these doors open and go get all the iPhones and the, get to the, go to the car lot and come up. You know what I'm saying? Like they never show. That's the only part of the premise of the movies that it don't make no sense to me. Cause I'm like, well, the real underprivileged people, like that that one they had the first purge. If that movie is written by a real black person, it was the whole movie been like, nigga, we coming up. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody scared about no shootings. We about to go down to the uh, Lamborghini store. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The, the Gucci shop. <clears throat> it's come up season. This is a great, it's a holiday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> so the purge, be hurting nobody. <laughs> so the purge is like anything else. So then essentially the purge is like, oh, what was it? In Houston when people was looting during the flood just on a bigger scale and it's legal. That's all it is. Yeah, in a sense, but it's it's played more, you know, so this is a horror genre. So it's really about, you know, Lock your doors, because yeah, tool up and stay you, inside. Yeah, yeah, your coworker, you might be, you know, and a lot of it to me was like on some uh, road runner type thing. You know how 
they would like clock in and go to work on some of the cartoons and they just spend all day trying to kill each other. And then it was like five o'clock they would clock out and they would be buddies. Oh, see you tomorrow. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm gonna try to take your head off. The, that's what this, you know, the early movie was like, you could be with your coworker and they really hated your fucking guts. But on Purge Day, they could actually try to kill you. And then you would just go back to work the next day. They didn't get, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll get you next year. Okay. You know, it's that because there's no <laughs> ramifications behind the stuff they do, right? You can get away with it. That's why I said, I also thought too, the Purge would really be a lot more darker and sinister movie if it was more realistic because you really have a lot of these sick cats out here trying to molest and take advantage of people and it wouldn't be no crime. That's what oh, but, but that, that, that movie would, that's what I'm saying it would be yeah. a more darker movie if it was the really was that premise. It would be on some some real shit. And it, that that's why I'm like if they made like a real they were trying to go for the Oscar and they was just gonna make it hardcore, it'd be a lot psychologically driven on some Awesome, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good point. It'd be on some raw shit because, but they play, and now they're more playing it into the racial aspect in these newer, the newer versions of the purge. So it's really about white supremacy. And this one, to me, just went full on, like ain't even about to purge. Let's, let's here's what they really doing it, you know. But they just flipped it where they made America be the immigrants to the rest of the countries. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Okay, I see what they're doing there. I know a lot of people are not going to like watching this, but I love it. I was like, ha, good. <laughs> it should be uncomfortable. It's a good satire. But uh, anyway, that's The Purge. Watched that the other day. My monitor went out on me. I don't know what happened. Well, speaking of people. Go ahead. Uh-oh. I guess he went out, too. <laughs> he went that, too. <laughs> Sorry, having some new computer technical issues. Um, what do you get computer-wise, anyway? I got a Mac, MacBook Pro with the uh, Touch Bar. I'm sorry, you one of them? Hey, that's it was I, actually. I might, I might end up getting one in another week or so. Myself. What? <laughs> Just per, yeah, because I want something for 4K editing, and they, I hear yeah. those are good. The M1 chip. And the Go thing ahead. about it is, is uh, you don't have to deal with as many viruses that slow down your computer. That's true. That's true. But yeah, um, I, I gave in to the mob mentality and I watched that limited series on Netflix, The Squid Game. I like Anybody? it. I'm, you you turned me on to it. I'm liking it. Don't ruin it. Don't, don't spoil what, it. What episode are you on? I'm on three. Damn. Okay. Well, I guess I can't talk too much about it. But anyway, it's definitely worth watching. If you like Battle Royale, you're definitely going to uh, enjoy this one. The premise is, is that essentially it's a South Korean film and pretty much the dredge of South Korea, like the broke, the indebted, the, um, the drug addicted, just down on your luck. They get offered to join this game where they can win. Um, ultimately, forty-five point six million yuan, which is about four four point. I think it's about three and a half million dollars. Yeah. However, the game is essentially is last man standing. Yep. <laughs> and there's a number of different. Each each episode is a different game where people are getting are getting killed, and it's about trying to survive to be that last person to get the money. And there's a really good story in there. I fortunately I can't go at all into it, but it was good. 
But it's no Alice in Borderlands, which is the one y'all need to watch. I'm watching that, that too. One, that one, especially episode two, whew, it's a must watch. Must watch. That's a that's a Japanese show where these three guys they were just doing out just beat bullshitting around Tokyo, and some event happened where they were put into an alternate world. And they have this, they get this notification to come to a building where they have to play in order to, to stay alive for the next couple of days before the next um, game goes live. And each one of those games are just are hella different. And it's, it's wild. Alice in Borderland, you gotta watch it. I hope you guys watch <coughs> Squid Games because I'd love to talk to y'all about that ending. I've only seen the first two episodes so far yeah both of them are, are shot really well too they, they're doing some great work out there yeah yeah they it's, are. It's, it's good my only complaint is and this is such a first world american problem is that the i don't want to read the subtitles but the dubs are so bad and then i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you hear what they're saying, you're like, there's no way this person sounds like this. And it just kind of takes you out of it. But again, I'm too lazy to read, so <laughs> I'm just going with it. I have to disagree because and I know I'm gonna get heat for this. Back when I was a kid, I would watch you know the Kung Fu theater movies, and I don't mean Bruce Lee. Bruce is a whole serious deal. But I'm watching the Kung Fu movies, and there's always this one dude who's starting shit. And they dub his voice in to make him sound a little, uh, let's say, feminine. And he always walks up to the guys. My boss say, you motherfucker. <laughs> then they whip his ass. I love that. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Guys starting shit. And it's always kind of, either at a restaurant kind of or a school. A little bit. Uh-oh. Uh- you know, I don't know enough about that culture to go that far. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but it's always either in a school or a restaurant. There's always one cat coming back from somewhere, you know. Hey, it's Lee Fong. Hey, Lee, how are you? Well, I'm back to do my thing now. And the little guy walks in. Oh, Lee Fong is back. But my boss say, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they get into it. A little conniving, <laughs> yes, squirmy yes. little fucker. Yes, and he's in all those movies. He cracks me up. <laughs> if I if I put a picture of him in the chat, you'd be like, "Oh, that guy!" Right, right. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of the South Korean stuff is awesome. A lot of these other countries, man, it's storytelling and movies and TV shows is top notch, man. Hey, shit, yep. Parasite, awesome movie. Awesome movie that won. Didn't it win Best Picture last year? And director. Whew, that movie was out of. I think screenplay too. Yes, that movie was out of sight, man. It was, it was great. Yeah, they're doing some stuff, man. And Netflix on the forefront was showing a lot of you know this content yeah. from other countries. I yeah. give them tip their hat to that. Because did they bring in Train and Busan? Wasn't that them? Um, it may. I, swear, I saw it first. That for certain. Yes, yeah, I saw. It. No, I saw it from there. That's too, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that that movie's classic. Pure yeah. classic. I don't know about the second one, but oh, did, you, did you watch that one? Oh, I own it, <laughs> but it ain't, it ain't on the level of Train to Busan. I will admit. Yeah, they. Well, I, I called it. They went too uh, far away. 
I call it Train the Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they, I was like, okay, y'all got money. All right. All right, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good story, but it was just like, okay, y'all doing too much. And, and then the ending, we, we can spoil, right? Sure. The yeah. ending where, oh, I think it was old girl was going to sacrifice herself for the kids, and then old boy ran and got her, and then they made it back dramatically to the helicopter. I was like, man, this is bullshit. Stop it. Because the first movie she'd have just been dead. Yeah. It, it, you know, like I said, it was to me, it'd be like Prince. There was Prince in 1999 where he had his aluminum purple, you know, it was, okay. And then you, and then he, and then if he just walked out the room the next year, he came in, he was like Christopher Tracy with the white coat. Uh, I was like, okay, this thing got money. All right. All right. <laughs> so I'd be like, this. <laughs> Are you rich? All right, we get it. God damn. Like, that's how I look at the second movie. It's like, okay, you got big, big budget. You got some money now. You got money. You want to do all this action shit. You didn't have to do all that, you know, just the good storytelling. But I I love, well, since we're talking about the the animated Train to Busan prequel, that's my shit. I I thought that was dope, hilarious. It's basically a pimp, pimp story. Yep. Told in comics book and animated with zombies. That was brilliant. It's <laughs> like, who thinks of that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Was it Pimp Ride, Tootsie Roll, Pop in the Cane, or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything before we wrap it up? Get up out of here. All right. Uh, no. Last chance. No. <laughs> no, no, I got nothing. All right. Well, man, uh, Big Sexy, where can they find you online? The Notorious Haunts, uh, Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins, too, and Twitter, WSE Mark, but that's going to be changing in about a month. All right. And Pooh. Find me on Twitter. Wait. No, you can't. I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> I will be around. If you, if you don't know where to find me by now, that's your loss. Damn. All right. Uh, you can find us at podcastjuice.net and of course on social media is probably the best these days. Uh, just look up Podcast Juice on IG or you can go to Prince Podcast or Podcast on Prince or Michael Dean uh, on various social media. With that, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.